2: Chuck, you know, Chuck, it's Marvin, your cousin, Marvin Berry. Well, you know, that new podcast you've been waiting for. Well, listen to this.
1: Hello there and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yes. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were gonna take home with you. Yeah. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it when you got home. Not too early though, because you sleep in on Saturday. Mm. On this podcast, we <laughs> We revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes who aren't ready for this, but their kids are going to love it. <laughs> Sean Pryor and AJ Venz, how the heck are you?
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, this is yeah. probably one of the first movies I will ever show a potential child of mine. Okay. I'll, wow. I'll be
0: honest. Yeah, why not? Uh, this is accessible. I think it's accessible. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're, it might be th- awkward between <laughs> your wife and son. Very that's true. That's fine. Very oh, true. So you
1: think he's going to have a son first? I,
0: I'm going to be bold. He's, he looks like he's uh, a maker of men. Potent so. semen. Yes. Wait. What? To see it is strong. dance <laughs> yes.
1: How'd you like our little intro there? That was the Harry Waters Jr. dude, guy that played Marvin Berry, uh, reached out and hooked us up with a nice little intro. We were talking about that. And That's that, nuts. That is That's so important. So rad. So I'm, rad. To we're have not even
2: that. in the episode yet, and he actually <laughs> sang Earth Angel. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: That was uh, not a recording. He's actually in our studio right now, just yeah. staring at us. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Yeah.
0: So hairy. We didn't. We forgot to get him a chair actually, so he has to stand this whole time. <laughs> the reason. (laughs) that is so
1: important is because on this episode we discuss one of the most popular movies of all time. The first movie in the greatest trilogy ever made. You could argue. A movie that was nominated for four Oscars and is rated number 30 on IMDb's Ultimate List. A movie that took place 37 years ago to the day. (sighs) We are of course talking about 1985's Back to the Future. And if you are new to this podcast, we will be reviewing this movie with a modern eye, scene by scene. But That's in mean. order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, tell us the first time you saw this movie, what your
0: nostalgic rating was. I want to say that we rented it. I feel like I remember the VHS, uh, looking at the with the sticker on the front of it and everything, the Back to the Future font. I think that m- more specifically, like my mom was this is one of those movies she was like, well, what, watch like trying to get my freaking attention. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, well watch. Cause see, like, this is what happened. Like, see what happens. Like, watch, watch what he's going to do. She he's going to do this thing. She was excited about it for she you. She was excited about it for me, that's you know? Cool. And I, I think she really wanted me to be interested in it. And like, and same with like my brothers and stuff, my, uh, but I feel like I remember almost always watching this with like a family member. And, uh, but that's very specific. Like, like my mom or like saying during some family time. So, That being said and watching the movie, I thought some parts were kinda boring. I was like, the fifties? Well this is this is the nineties. And so I don't know.
2: Where's the C D players in the And then the rest of them like the eighties? The eighties?
0: So long ago. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. So but thinking back to it, uh I, I think I was interested. I thought, I thought it was fascinating, but then at the same time, uh I didn't really get it as a kid. So I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna give this a uh a six point six.
1: Nostalgically nice. a six point six for AJ Sean, how about you, man? This was
2: an uncle's basement tape. Uh yeah. just like a lot of these movies that we cover, this is just one that me and my brother would uh pop in down there as our parents drank and ate uh, for family gatherings. We would go down there and watch movies, and this is one of them. I mean, it's it's just so much fun. Uh, like at, like at the rest of those movies that, w- that we watched down there, we just liked movies. I'm going to say a seven.
1: Seven for Sean. Uh, this is this is such a visceral memory of the first time I watched this movie. It was definitely late 80s because there was the to be continued at the end. Yeah. Initially, this did not have it. They intended okay. for this to end. Right. And when they saw what they had on their hands, they went back and added on the VHS and everything they added to be continued. Uh. We rented this as a family, and it was a literal... Everyone was just enthralled by it and at the end of the movie. It was just like, yeah, yeah, to be continued. I mean, I remember it, and we immediately... Bought the VHS. I have maybe watched this movie the most of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm a I'm a straight up nostalgic ten from the first time nice. I saw this movie. This was my favorite movie ever. I wow. gotta I gotta imagine that this is just like this
2: is one of those movies that I believe is in everyone's veins. Like yeah. they're just born knowing that this, like even not even watching it, they're just born with this in their mind. And gonna, as they watch yeah. it,
1: they're like, oh yeah. You I'm know? gonna say that if you somehow could calculate it, this is the most watched movie in history. I. Yeah, I would probably agree. Yeah, I, I don't know what else. I mean, other than Shawshank Redemption, because it's always on TBS. Yeah. <laughs> it'd probably be back to the TV. We it's know forced, drama. Forced to watch it. <laughs> we do have an executive producer, Bud Larson. He said, I remember watching this on cable TV probably in the late 80s. I would have been eight or nine. I remember thinking how awesome it would be to go back in time to see how much our little town in Wisconsin changed in 30 to 50 years or do the same as the movie, See What My Family Was Like When They Were Kids. We owned it on VHS and then DVD. This was a good time whenever we watched it it, friends would say, think McFly, anytime (laughs) someone wouldn't know an answer to something. My nostalgic rating is a 9.5, so as a group, that is an 8.5. .28 .28 nostalgically for us, which takes us pretty close. That's going to be number 10. That is nostalgically just below Mortal Kombat, just <laughs> above Spaceballs, is how we feel about this nostalgically. Okay. No, that we'll... makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> this, all, this all makes perfect sense. We will, of course, uh, throw away the nostalgia and do this with a modern eye. I have but first, a first feeling that that might stay the same or increase. <laughs> We're going to find just out. Just going to say. We're going to find out. So next, it's time to learn all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got on this one, man?
2: Produced by Neil Canton, Bob Gale, Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, and Steven Spielberg. You guys heard of him? No. I
1: don't
0: oh know. well, well, you might. Okay.
2: Written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. Cinematography by Dean Cundey. Hey! Dini. Roadhouse, Halloween. He's uh, Jurassic Park. Killing Fucking it. Fucking amazing. Uh, literally, <laughs> like, I think, super underrated, to yeah. be honest. Music by Alan Silvestri. Un, uh, edited by Harry Kimedias Cur- and Arthur Schmidt. Directed by Robert <laughs> Zemeckis. <clears throat> oh, there's more. No, there's more don't wait <laughs> okay michael j fox christopher lloyd leah thompson crispin glover tom wilson claudia wells mark mcclure wendy joe sperber <laughs> george descenzo i feel like that wasn't hard to say
1: <laughs> but it's fun Sperb, Sperb, but it's
2: fun wendy joe sperber <laughs> all right it's put a smile on my face francis lee mccain james tolkien uh, Casey Simasico, uh Billy Zane, Courtney Gaines, J- Jason Hervey, Harry Waters Jr., who
1: you heard at the beginning of this episode. Hey. I think this is the third Courtney Gaines movie we've done. Yeah, and he's not like prominent in any <laughs> no, of them. I don't. I really don't think so. but This he's, is the third movie we've done with him. He's in getting
0: it. on like Rick DeCoomen levels. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> As, uh, sooner or later, we'll
2: do Children of the Corn, and you will have a <laughs> way well, better well. role. Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis always wanted to make a time travel movie, but didn't ever have a clever angle for the idea. While looking at his father's yearbook, Bob Gale discovered his dad was the class president and thought to himself, I wonder if I would have been friends with my dad if we were in high school together. I fucking love that Voila. I fucking
0: love that. Yeah, that's a great point.
2: Zemeckis and Gale would write day in and day out, going as far as to write index cards on every one of these scenes and test out the dialogue together before they had a solid script. Hmm. the writing duo sent the script to a lot of studios who did not get the project. A lot of studios at the time were greenlighting teen sex comedies at the time. I don't and, this, the and this was not that <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they brought it to like the same, uh, uh, studios that had fast times. originally. And, like Porky and, and porkies and, like and revenge of the nerds. They were all wanting Where's to greenlight. Yeah. They all, I mean, Where's the nude as, scene? as we'll get into the movie, like you can see that kind of brimming. You can see like the studio wanting a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, But we'll get to that. They brought the project to Steven Spielberg, who, of course, got it right away. Along with Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy, the three were executives for Spielberg's company Amblin, which was a subset of Universal. What does 1944's classic double indemnity have to do with Back to the Future? I'll tell you. While production was halted, Zemeckis made Romancing the Stone, which was a success. Coming off of that, Zemeckis wanted to return to Back to the Future, but the rights were with Columbia, Columbia wanted to make a pseudo-remake of Double Indemnity called Big Trouble, but doing so would violate the rights that Universal had owned. In exchange for the rights to Double Indemnity, Universal got Back to the Future rights. So, in exchange for the rights to this, this classic noir movie, they got the rights back. For Robert Zemeckis to make Back wow. to the Future, I think that's super cool. Michael J. Fox was the first choice for Marty, but he was filming Teen Wolf at the time as well as Family Ties, so he had to turn it down. John Cusack, C. Thomas Howell, Johnny Depp, Ralph Macchio, Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, Ben Stiller, Peter DeLuce, <laughs> Billy Zane, George Newborn, Robert De Niro, or Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> Christopher Collette, Matthew Modine, and Corey Hart were all considered or aud- auditioned for Marty. The role went to Eric Stoltz. More on that later. Mm. Jeff Goldblum, John Lithgow, Dudley Moore, Ron Silver, Robin Williams, John Cleese, Mandy Patinkin, Gene Hackman, and James Woods were considered for the role of Doc Brown. Wow. The producers had seen Christopher Lloyd in Buckaroo Bonsai and liked him. Okay. Uh, Any of those? Gene (laughs) Hackman? No.
1: Well, here's the thing a a lot of the, the, for both Marty and Doc Brown, a lot of the names you just read, like these are incredible actors and they would have done a good job, but, sure. But this role is Michael J. Fox, yeah, and Lloyd, um, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. That is, they were meant for these roles, yeah. they are these roles. It's, it's so
2: synonymous with it. Filming began November 26, 1984, with Eric Stoltz. However, Stoltz would use the method approach to acting and turned several crew members off during filming. On top of being a bit difficult, Zemeckis found that Stoltz was just not working, wanting a more fun and screwball approach to the role as opposed to Stoltz's serious, dramatic tone. The decision was made to fire Stoltz and replace him with a now-available
1: Michael J. It was Fox. like four weeks in or something, wasn't that? They,
2: they shot a lot.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Um, and a lot of the crew, like uh, the actors, Leah Thompson and um, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson didn't get along with him at all. Like we, Tom Wilson's like not anything like his
1: character people Abyss. say he's like the nicest guy he's in the entire
2: world he's like super world. nice and like during their, like, uh, confrontation in the lunchroom, Eric Stoltz shot that scene. He was pushing him and actually, like, got, like, really physical with him wow. and, and bruised Tom Wilson. Yeah. And Tom Wilson was like, I'm going to get him back, but not, like, violently. <laughs> he was going to, like, do a like, prank on him or something like that, but he, he got fired instead. So I guess that's the ultimate Man. prank. Well,
1: didn't they also say that because because of these four weeks lost and the changing to Michael J. Fox, they lost, like, a million to $2 million. Yeah. Wow. But also the the girl that played his girlfriend, Jennifer, Yes. Now couldn't, she had to like drop out too. So then it came, the role came back to the girl that actually played her in the movie. Correct. So it worked out good for her too.
2: Yes. (laughs) The film shot in and around Los Angeles with the clock tower in particular being the Universal Studio backlot. Pretty much the entire town is the Universal Studio backlot. Uh, Also where Gremlins filmed. Uh, Filming went off relatively easily, despite the fact that several scenes had to be reshot because of the recasting of the lead. Released on Ju- July 3rd, 1985, with a budget of $19 million, Back to the Future would earn $388.8 million. Two sequels Whoa. and cement itself as one of the greatest movies ever made. They re- were test screening the film, and it wasn't like going well here and there, but they test screened it um, for like all of the pr- production guys involved, and they all loved it. And especially one of the producers was like, I'm fast tracking this. Like, we're releasing this r- as this soon as you can go get now. it edit, especially in the summertime. They wanted to have that summer ah, blockbuster gotcha. kind of angle. So, they, uh, so actually, yeah. It so it 3rd. was
1: the, the October 26, 1985, is when this took place. So it was actually taking place in the future from when the movie came Kinda out. Kind of fun, huh? What? Because yeah. they intended it for it to come out in the fall, probably, yeah. right? Wow. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, before we jump into AJ's review and rating segment, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. We're more than 100 episodes in on this podcast. And with all the craziness that has happened, this beautiful Iowa-based whiskey distillery has been with us for almost two-thirds of the life of this podcast. I got to be honest. I didn't know if we would make it this far. Like, uh, I I, I, really, says I just say it. Like, <laughs> not many people start a podcast and make it more than, like, three episodes. That's so true. I'm like, oh, that's probably we'll make it six or seven. But yeah. I've been thinking that there's probably three reasons on why I'm still loving this and why we're still here. Number one, you guys. I think that I think you guys are my best friends in the whole world, and it's fun to sit in the room. Number two, everyone that's been listening and sharing this podcast, like, I mean, you guys are what we do this for. Number three, having a company like Cedar Ridge Whiskey support us. I mean, that is an unbelievable thing for us to have with all the amount of time that we put in here. We're so grateful. We're hoping by now you've gone out and purchased a bottle for yourself. Maybe it's the flagship bourbon. Maybe it's the collaboration with Slipknot. Hell yeah, dude. Maybe it's the quintessential single malt, which is better than Scotch, in my opinion and that's what I'm, I'm going on a limb here saying that. A lot of people agree with you. Doesn't matter. They're all incredible. If you haven't tried it yet, go to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Order some straight to your door or find a local establishment in the Midwest and say, bring this. I need it. I want to buy it. So as I cheers my two friends and all of our listeners, please consider buying a bottle. You won't be disappointed. You'll make us all happy. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com.
0: Say it, AJ. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com.
1: So up (laughs) next, we have AJ. He does the research for us. He talks about ratings and reviews from critics and fans alike.
0: What do you got, man? First and foremost, you know it. You know it. You love it. You love it. We want more of it. Oh, my God. The The Tomato tomato Meter. meter. (laughs) Gross. This is not a gross. No, it's uh, (laughs) very ungross at 97% certified fresh. Wow. And the Th- Rotten Tomatoes. That is tied, on any movie we've done, that is tied for number two uh, with
1: Big, Ghost, Busters, Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do that. <laughs> Ghost Groundhog Day, uh, Jaws, just below the number one rated on Rotten Tomatoes movie we've done, Princess Bride. Nice.
0: Wow. Wow. That's yep. right. What was that, 98? 98, wow. yes. Okay. Um, Just audiences. give it a hundred. Like, what are you doing? Right. What's the two percent that well, got steam? Let's hold back a little bit here. <laughs>
1: There's no such thing as a perfect uh, movie. That's right.
0: <laughs> Time will tell. Ninety-four uh, percent audience score uh, in with that, and then uh, eight point five on the IMDb. That is also any movie we've done tied at number two. That is tied with
1: T2 uh, and Princess Bride. Um, the Shining is eight point seven. Or sorry, eight point four. The shining, just below that.
0: Couple of reviews here uh from some critics. Slant magazine. Back to the future stands up on its own as a well-oiled, brilliantly edited example of new school Spielberg cultivated thrill craft. One that endures even en, endures even now that its visual effects and ha ha references to Pepsi Free and reruns seems as dated as full service gas stations apparently did in the 19, in 1985. Its schematic organization of what Marty and Doc need to accomplish and its steadily mounting series of mishaps demonstrating how they can go wrong represent probably the most carefully scripted blockbuster in Hollywood history. Wow. But the movie's real coup and what separates it from the increasingly fluent pack of Spielberg knockoffs is in how it subtly mocks the political pre- pretensions of the era, not the 1950s, but rather the 1980s. Hmm. Um, That was a very high rating, by the way. I think that was was like four stars out of five. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, This was a five out of five. uh, And I really liked this one because he talks about it when, uh, from a certain uh, perspective, I'll give you the first little bit. Uh, It says, despite repeated asteroid threats, nuclear meltdowns, wars, great and small, and potentially species eliminating plagues, we as a planet have finally made it. Happy Back to the Future Day, everyone. October 21st, 2015 is the day Doc and Marty jetted off to at the end of the first film. Uh, so that's the perspective he's taking on it, okay. right? Um, so, but he says, uh, But how on this monumentous day does the original Back to the Future stack up? Pretty much perfectly, to be honest. <laughs> Time has not blunted its fresh wit. Uh, Caporesque sweetness, effortless Mobius strip storytelling, and endlessly charming performance one iota. There's the odd you-won't-get-away-with-it-now get, it, get away with it now moment. Marty uh, basically hatches a plan to sexually assault his mom uh, in a car park, and there's a scene where it turns out a white guy invented rock and roll after all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Come on.
2: But man. overall... I didn't this, think about it like oh,
0: that. Man. <laughs> this is every bit as classy, clever, and cookie-warming Sorry, cookie warming. <laughs> cockle warming as it was in thir- like, at thirty years I ago. Like I like cookie warming. I like too. I think I like cookie warming too. What <laughs> the fuck is a cockle? Yeah, it's a Freudian swipe like we've talked about before, right? I think that's what you should Isn't call Isn't that it. like a... yeah? <laughs> it's just a slip. I don't know. Just <laughs> uh, all right, I got some I got some fun. Uh uh let's let's go negative really oh God, quick. God, I can't wait to hear this. This is uh one out of ten. Not so good, said Jay Garcia 367. <laughs> Warning uh. spoilers. I can see why certain people would like this movie, but I've been watching it myself for several years now, and it's just not for me. (laughs) I think it's cheap every day for several years. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about this movie? (laughs) Well, I'll try it again. All right, let me see again. Let us try one more time. That's the joke of like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't seem too good a food. I better taste it again.
2: Uh, Pretty quiet in here.
0: (laughs) 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 Apart from the creepy scenes with the young young mom hitting on her future son, there's a huge plot hole I've noticed for many years. Why wouldn't his adult parents remember that their son looks identical to the kid from both their pasts? It's a dumb movie and made for a certain group of people. Because they did a bunch of drugs after that. Yes. They forgot all about it.
2: (laughs) just make up something
0: um suspension of disbelief <laughs> here we go uh this is i'm going to go give you a quick tidbit of positives because this person said that this movie literally it changed their life uh they said that this movie this is not just a movie i realized it is a gift from mm. the past cool <laughs> It said, said, uh, he talks about like adulthood, and and, uh, he says, you will go to the past with Marty and Doc, and unlike our main character, you will never want to go back. Oh, no. So maybe you're music sucks. (laughs) Maybe you're just like Marty McFly, a slacker, an outcast, a rebel. Or you're just like Doc, an optimist, a creator, a visionary. If you're as lucky as I am, you're all the above.
1: Oh, fuck off. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that- Elon
2: Musk? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's said, currently what he's working
1: on right yeah. now.
0: They, they said, huge thank you to Robert Zemeckis and the creators for changing my life. I know it will change yours. Um, do you want to <laughs> know when that was written? Yes. Uh, oh, God, yeah, tell me. <laughs> September 26th of 2022. <laughs> That man is walking amongst us right, right now. I'm hoping that that's the first review I found that was written so that we'd be <laughs> read <you>. on here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give, me, give me one more here, guys. Okay, this, is, this was written by Quadrophenia. Uh, a boy goes back to 1955. This is a one out of ten. Warning, spoilers. Oh, no. So Doc Brown has a DeLorean car that is ran by petroleum, and he can go back to the future in it when it reaches 88 miles per hour. So he asks his friend Marty to meet him at a car park to show him how it works. But whilst the Libyan terrorists are after him, as he stole the petroleum of them when Mary and Doc are in the car park, the Libyan turn up and shoot the Doc, but Marty escapes and the DeLorean reaches 88 miles per hour and ends up back in 19. 19- 1955, where he has to find the doc and try to get him back to 1985. Whilst also in 1955, he tries to get his his future mom and dad before he vanishes forever and before his mom wants to become his girlfriend, which I found a little strange, but whatever floats people's boat, I guess. This is a review, (laughs) and
1: he say petroleum. (laughs) So this car runs on petroleum. Doc and Mary,
2: radioactive
0: petroleum.
2: (laughs) Every car runs on petroleum. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Whoa. And it says, uh, "I found it a little strange, I guess, but whatever floats people's boats, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> no punctuation, clearly, except for an exclamation mark at the end. Wow, <laughs> got to thank you. What was the rating on that? That was a one out of ten. Oh, so what? What? <laughs> by by six nine five two four Quadrifina. So here's here's the breakdown yeah, here's of the, the movie. plot. Here's the plot yep. at the beginning of the
1: movie. One, and then also it doesn't float my boat. One,
0: <laughs> anyways, not not my cup of tea. One, that's it. So,
1: well, we have <laughs> uh, we have stripped away the nostalgia. We've given you the details, the ratings and reviews. What do you say that we spend thirty years selling our entire family fortune and living in isolation in order to finally realize an invention that will change the world? We had to cut a few corners, make a few strange stylistic choices, and piss off an international group of terrorists, but it will all be worth it as we see the look on that stupid teenager's face when this baby hits 88 miles per hour. <laughs> it's time for some serious shit. We're doing it. Here we go! Hey, we don't need money, don't take fame. Marty McFly enters Doc Brown garage and overloads a guitar amplifier. After rushing to school on a skateboard, he meets his girlfriend Jennifer, but is caught by the principal for being late. After school, Marty's band auditions for the school dance, but is rejected. Marty heads home and we experience his sad family life. The intro to this is
2: all clocks. This must be a time travel movie. It's so it's it's such a good oneer. It, it's like one cut in the oneer. It that whole thing's one cut, isn't it? Pretty pretty much? Much? It's, it's, it cuts to a close up of one thing. I think the dog food.
0: The dog food. The
2: dog food. So it and then it goes out. back to the oneer. It's such a good, such. I mean, this like it was supposed to be. He was like in the, in one of the drafts. Marty was like breaking out of school or something like that. And this is so much simpler. This yeah. is so it tells so much more than that. It's it's so cool. I
1: love it. Every time you watch this there is more information being told to you so subtly through the scene like we'll we'll go through it as we go through this movie but everything you need to know about the plot is pretty much set up right now yeah. in this original it takes 6 minutes from the opening scene until power love kicks in which normally we hate so much we hate like come on just like get to the yeah. intro and let's go but this is this is just pure perfection this yeah. whole intro scene Yeah it <laughs> takes like
2: sixteen, seventeen minutes or something to get to the actual score the start of the score, oh my God, like there's no score in like besides Huey Lewis until we get to the uh
1: Delorean i mean power power love though like that when it's. we talk about iconic <laughs> songs that that hit in a movie. This is the this hits so hard and so iconic the opposite of Cry Little Sister from
0: Alice I was I was going to say I think it's right up there with Cry Little Sister. <laughs> uh you know, I think it's almost there. Uh no, I I do love it. I love the introduction of this just as much. It is I love it because it's silent, the camera is slow, and everything it's showing you is chaos. Yeah. yeah. And I love that about it so much. Um and especially like it's Things aren't set up the right way. Doc hasn't been there obviously for a while. The dog food is just absolutely disgusting. Because <laughs> Einstein hasn't been there in a while. Because Einstein either. hasn't been <laughs> yeah. there either. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it is just awesome. What about but the amplifier? Yeah, the amplifier man.
1: Imagine those magnets in that bitch. Oh my gosh. huge. Typical teenage musician, though. Uh, I'm just gonna
0: turn every knob up as high as it goes because yep. that's how I want to hear this guitar. How <laughs> satisfying is the is like the show, showing turning up all the knobs and everything, like the
1: yes, and and the sound the sound gets up
0: and all the little needles. Yeah, I just love it. I just love that so much. There is something so satisfying about the sound design, and how I'm, I'm so glad that this is the way they did it. There's no strings in the background. There's yeah. no building tension to anything. It's just silence, and then it's and just, ticking of clocks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah it, yes, yes, and it's just, then it's just noise. Yeah.
1: But that is building that that undertone of like frequencies is building tension. That's a good point. Yeah, especially if you're point. if you've ever been in the music business, like the more hum and buzz you get out of stuff, is like, yeah. what's gonna What do you <laughs> right. think is gonna happen here, Marty? So I have I have a few questions about this. Can, like, can I just say yeah. real quick? I fucking hate that guitar.
0: That wolf <laughs> he's playing. Everyone, what does. is and that? is that a
1: metal pick?
0: I no, mean. I don't think it is, but he's he's it's an interesting pick. <laughs> uh, it shines. It, it does. shines in the light. It glints. Yes. It glimmers. Um I have to see. I, I I meant to look up what the guitar was, but the head of the head of that guitar looked like a Dan Electra or like an airline yeah. kind of head. But what the heck? Like, why don't you just get a normal guitar? <laughs> yeah. Ladies, like, bro. Yeah. Like from Sears. Like yeah, <laughs> So, so two
1: two thoughts and questions for you. Number one, does this show us what Doc and Marty's friendship is here? Because they never really explain how these two would have ever known each other or why they would have ever yeah. hung out. But it's clear as day, and we'll get into this later. I've got some mind blowing thoughts about this, but it, Doc built this for Marty. Because Doc, why does Doc need this? Right, this amp. so. Yeah, so he he built this for Marty to play to come over to his his garage and play guitar. And I think that's and incredible. sleep there. Well, I think that's where Doc lives. Well, yeah, but Marty's there. No, Marty doesn't stay there. he wakes up there, right? No, he walks in the door. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Fuck. Marty walks in the door. That's Doc's place. I don't know why I have that in my mind. Anyway, so but also uh, so why I had a, we we think critically about this movie. A lot of times we we just watch them, but in, when we do these reviews, we try to think about it. Like, well, why did that happen? So why why did Doc set the clocks back twenty
0: five minutes? This was my biggest question in this whole thing: is is why that happens and why are they set back? And then why does he say my experiment worked? Yes, the clocks are exactly twenty five minutes slow. Correct. But Is those my clocks? Yeah, it's like it's eight Are o- those o- my clocks out here? Eight o'clock. He's like, he's like, oh, they're exactly twenty five minutes behind. It's it's like pets per- Wait, it's eight twenty five, and so, but he later on says, Einstein's just become the world's first time traveler. So, yeah. So do
1: we? Are we thinking that he has somehow been doing time traveling experiments? Like maybe sending physical objects back in time or something yeah. like that. Right. Somehow using the flux capacitor, but not in the DeLorean or something. Because yeah. have to. Because what's the reason for this? Like we we know the Doc's sort of a bit of a failed. Inventor, but he he did something to make these clocks go back, and for a reason. What? Why? You know, why do that? like
2: with any experiment, you gotta do it over and over and over again. So I assume like he sent like a casserole back in time to see if he was eaten, and (laughs) then came back, You know, or something. Yeah, I
0: I I think that's probably what's happening. It seems that way. It feels that way when I'm watching this movie. It's a good point. Maybe he just like he did with uh, like Einstein having the stopwatch or the 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 little thing. Maybe he just sent a clock. He was working or sent a clock ahead. Maybe maybe that's what he did. Okay. Maybe he sent the whole garage in time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> back in time. Good lord. Yeah, that's a big flux capacitor and it a lot is, of and a lot of petroleum. The,
2: I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if it's just like the Blu-ray release or like the DVD release that I was watching. But uh, did the title card come up before anything else before you
1: for you guys? Oh geez, I don't remember because it just card came, came
2: up like Back to the Future and then clocks and then the, like oh really? faded in clocks for me. I just wish that. Like, that title car would have came up, like, during Huey Lewis. Yeah. Mm. Goes, I don't know damn! Oh, like, late
1: for school! Boom! It's, just, it's, for school. A little,
2: it's a little nitpick, but, like, I, I just think that that would be, like, a way cooler thing. Like, because he, like, as he's getting out of the garage, he's, like, sketching yeah. on a skateboard with that car, and so it kind of pulls out to the entire town. It'd be, like, Back to the Future right there. Like, that
1: would have been cool for me. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: I, I hear you when he's when he's taking his little trip through town almost yeah kind of a vibe yeah I, I like agree. that a lot so better. damn cool like mm-hmm. this was one of the <laughs>
1: coolest things I've ever Marty Mcfly is the one of the coolest all-time kids dudes ever there's
2: nothing mm-hmm. better than this character with Huey Lewis and skateboards and sketching waving school. at the aerobics Dude, yeah. like, <laughs> there's so nothing cool. better than this man and I don't know how you can like not be into this right away
0: right now god yeah. he is epically cool and he I can't cannot be. see Eric
2: Stoltz doing any of this
0: no. no so did you guys ever did you ever watch any of the Eric Stoltz footage I've like, just seen the, the-
2: diner Like where he's like looking at his dad right? George.
0: There's a there's a couple of things that you get to see um when he's when he crosses the street in nineteen fifty five and uh he has some interactions with Doc at the at the parking uh, lot and everything. (sighs) So weird it wouldn't have worked. It looks so different. He's not dressed the same, the war like the wardrobe is different. You can even tell now and there's no audio. Like uh at least in what I had found, there's no audio. But you can tell and I didn't know this until you said it earlier. You can tell there's a more serious tone when he's on screen. Um it, like he's he's d- dressed darker. The reactions of like other people that he's like doc and stuff yeah. are, are more serious tone than like when he's on screen or when you see this footage and uh, compare it and then they do the side by side of when it's Michael J. Fox, and it's more fun and brighter and and uh I don't know. It was very interesting. So you're right. Like, this is Michael J. Fox's performance yep. that is a big, big help to what this movie is. Absolutely. Yeah. He's There's funny. nobody
1: else. He's funny. He's cool. He's yeah. charismatic. It's just you immediately. Fall in love with this character, and you're like, We, I hope this works out, yeah, immediately. Absolutely. Um, in fact, speaking of Huey Lewis, yeah, that was one of my favorite things I ever found out in my life was that Huey Lewis is the judge, the middle judge in the battle of the band. So it's cool.
0: Like, uh, bring on the next band, please. <laughs> I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. You're just
1: too darn loud. What never- a shitty battle of the bands if man. You, if,
0: dude. <laughs> if you ever watch this with anybody else, you're just watching the scene, just like, Don't say it. <laughs> Don't don't say that's, that. That's Huey Lewis. Don't say it. Did you know that's Huey Lewis it's from Huey Lewis and the News who wrote "Watching This with My Girlfriend" yeah. and said that she's like,
2: oh, like everything else that I tell her. <laughs> she's that's, like,
1: cool. AJ, okay. you're basically in your living room. You're doing the Huey Lewis where he looks over at the one judge and they don't look at him. Then he looks over at the other yes. judge. And they don't look at him. You're like
0: God damn it! Somebody look at me so I can tell you. Somebody. I just I just want to be able to like look over. I just want to be able to look over at somebody who I'm watching this movie with and just be like. I know. It's Huey Lewis. It's Huey Lewis.
2: <laughs> like Huey Lewis, I think, when I think of Huey Lewis, I think of AJ. Really? Why? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you love Huey Lewis, I feel like. I do. He's the best. I, I do feel like Huey when Huey you Lewis. go golfing, it's just Huey Lewis. It's yeah. just
1: AJ listening to sports, uh, the sports <laughs> yeah. album by Huey Lewis. hip to and, be square, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, uh, there is something. I, somebody Photoshop. AJ, we're going to be doing American Psycho soon. A little
1: spoiler. <laughs> Just throwing it out
0: there.
2: Uh, someone Photoshop AJ with with sports, or I think he has sports with American Psycho or something. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Some people think. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, there is something else about Huey Lewis, though, and his his guitar tone in this song in particular is one of my like top five it's guitar tr- tones. You mean
1: while he's playing at the Battle in of the, the Mans? 80s? In the 80s?
0: Yeah, like... Uh, no so the actual song itself from Power of Love, okay. from Power of yeah. Love um is one of my favorite guitar tones actually wow. because when you listen to it it is not a distorted heavy guitar it's a very almost kind of twangy um like the 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 heaviness or distortion comes from the twang of the guitar it's kind and of I know a I'm over analyzing yeah I know I'm overanalyzing, but just go back and listen to it. It's very, very iconic as far as his guitar tone goes. That's my own little uh,
1: tidbit there. That's cool. cool. So your prop is guitar tone. Basically guitar (laughs) tone. Guitar tone comes from the hands. That's right. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Oh, great. (laughs) I I had a weird moment here. Uh, Marty just gets rejected at the Battle of the Bands. We see that beautiful beautiful 4x4 four four truck i still dude. think it's i still i loved it when i was a kid i still think it's why yes. do you think i have a black truck dude it's because of this movie <laughs> you <laughs> seriously
0: need, you need the big like uh the, the roll cage yeah. on the back with the light check out top. that 4x4 four 4x4
1: by four. Four by four. i'm only five foot three so i gotta stand on this bench <laughs> to see it <laughs> but i had a moment uh dude he's about to kiss jennifer and the car comes up Jennifer, Jennifer, and I, I used to always be like, "Come on, man. come on, Dad! Like, Ugh. what's up with that?" Now I'm like, "You're damn fucking right! Like, you keep your hands off that. I got a girl now. I have a little baby. You, you, you keep your hands off her. You're not going <laughs> camping." I've been watching this the entire
0: time. <laughs> but that, Beth, that 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 Jennifer, That damn McFly. He's a slacker. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> I know his parents. Ooh, here's a prop. I'm wow. <laughs> coming
1: in early on the prop. So I want, don't I want the save the clock tower flyer? Okay. But the one that has Jennifer's handwriting on the back that says "I love you," uh, five 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 four eight two three. Nice, her number. Eight. I want, I want that exact kind of crumpled up. Uh, Save the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a quarter, lady. Yeah, I, uh, I do have one. Okay, what do you got? It's, uh, it's Marty's, Marty's mixtape, his demo tape. The Ed, oh, okay. I want I want Marty McFly's demo tape well, that he should send to the record does company. Does he have,
1: is there cover songs on there? Because he was playing a cover song at the Battle of the Band. Boo. right? So is it a
0: cover, is it a bunch of covers, or does he have originals? But see, was it a cover? <sighs> Was it a cover, guys? I don't know. If it's in the future. Huey Lewis is not Huey Lewis. He is, in fact, a judge at that competition. And it's there true. is a tidbit that actually says Huey Lewis wrote the arrangement style or the the cover, if you will, of that song okay. for that band. Okay. So is it a cover? So you want his demo tape? I want his the demo The Pinheads. Tape. I want the Pinheads demo okay, tape. Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: Speaking of music, I think I got to take Marvin Berry's... Double cutaway, Gibson, hollow body. That
0: E35. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is beautiful.
2: I mean, could you just imagine, like, right here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just hanging there and not being touched at all. Replace all your shining stuff with a guitar.
0: See, that's what I hate about it. (laughs) See, that's why I don't want it.
2: Maybe I don't want it because (laughs) I want to play it all the time, and I don't want to just have it hanging and collecting dust.
0: See, there's... I, I've I've looked back and I realized I should have just been collecting guitars from all these movies <laughs> Jeff Healy's <laughs> yeah dude oh. like the the Ibanez that that Marty plays at the audition the E35 the Gibson that that Marvin Berry's yeah. guitar there's so many that you're just like eh, I should have just been collecting guitars this whole time
2: <laughs> I just I just came up with some another joke for Roadhouse Jeff Lappy because he plays on his lap <sighs>
0: I don't like that. Why are
2: we,
1: why did we roast him
2: so hard? <laughs> oh, no. Jeff,
1: we didn't roast Jeff Healy at all. You did. You I know no, I did. Yeah. But like you're <laughs> a part of the show too. <laughs> <laughs> I authorize that. <this. laughs> All right. So let's talk about this. This is where you like you're you're thinking if this movie was really fun as a kid. You're like, this is so fun. He was skateboarding, he's playing in a band. Yeah. Then he gets home. He by the way, t- t- skitching on
0: a cop car on the way. I was no, like, yeah. well,
1: damn, this kid does yeah, not have but any, like, break that, break check him. That's <laughs> death.
0: That that dude, he is literally living Tony Hawk Underground. Like that's what he is doing.
1: He is, man. Super like, cool. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. then you get you get then it like takes a turn, right? Then we see his his home life, and you don't really... As a kid, younger, you're watching this, and you're just going, okay, yeah, like, whatever, you know, the families aren't perfect, but there's some really deep, like, sad undertones about from mm. the moment he walks in this house with the Biff interaction, and you don't understand some of the stuff he's saying, like, talking about, you didn't tell me your car had a blind spot, you right. know, like, that. of course, you know, of course, it did. but as a kid, you're like, yeah, you didn't tell him, like, what's up with that, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And to have my car towed all the way to the house, the only thing you have for me
0: is light beer. Light beer? beer? It's like, dude, Tom Wilson is so good, so amazing. He is like iconic, just like Shooter McGavin, you know, he's, he is, if if not more so, right? Yeah, exactly. He is Biff Tannen and he's also all the other characters that he portrays as a Tannen, you know, and it's, it's so, it, it is like you say, it's a borderline heartbreaking as you watch that, that he just comes in and his dad is just getting railroaded by this guy and Uh, Well, Biff just happens to be my supervisor Supervisor. And I'm just afraid I'm just not good at Confrontations (laughs) just <laughs> <It's> like, oh <laughs> yeah, you're exhausted for him. You're right. It's like his whole life must just be exhausting uh, uh, for George McFly, and and like you say, is you know who's gonna play? Who's gonna pay my cleaning bill? <laughs> I spilled beer. with that girl beer all the, It's like <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. admitted Wait, <laughs> to drinking and driving, and like and you're worried about your cleaning bill, and you're, and and then at the end, he's just say your mom for me. Yeah, it's and like, that geez. has a whole
1: nother connotation yeah. as you get deeper into the movie. You're like, whoa, <laughs> you Jeez. Know, like, assuming some things that maybe. Maybe were supposed to happen in the old timeline. Right, that gets a little weird Absolutely. when you start diving in. That then you see his his brothers and sisters and his his mom. I never noticed that she's just dumping vodka. Yeah. oh God. she she's, is. She's an alcoholic. hundred yeah. percent. Oh. Goes through a court a night. Yeah, be. yeah. Her, bo- both of his siblings are working shitty jobs. George clearly is just doesn't care about
0: anything. He's yeah. not even a. He's not even checked his TV, TV shows. shows. Jackie Gleason. I <laughs> just. <laughs> 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 He's just getting his mild joys out of Chris this life. Crispin is the best. Could you have seen anyone else playing this role? No. Not I, after watching it, you know, this way. You you. It would be like somebody, yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think there is a way. This that is you. that
1: movie where every single person that played that character is that character. Yeah. yeah. In, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, there's no change in this. No. Yeah, Like if someone came back in time to like, like change the, the, like have them in the movie instead of somebody else. It just wouldn't, we would notice, yeah. even though we like technically should have. It no, wasn't as good. Yeah, I was like, hey, I don't know about that. It, w- it would have changed for sure. Yeah. Like Crispin Glover. I read that he was like super nervous. It's like one of his first movies, super fucking nervous to do this movie. And so a lot of his lines were kind of dubbed in in post oh. because he was kind of shaky. He couldn't deliver it. And also he was way too intense for Zemeckis. He's like, You need to cause he's Crispin Glover, He's like, yeah. you need to tone it back a little bit and you know, What do you mean
0: I am toning it back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. he, was, he was the youngest out of those three by the way, of like of Marty, uh Lorraine, Lorraine and, really? and George. He was the youngest. And so actually uh, uh, Michael J. Fox and um, Laura Thompson uh, – Leah. Uh, Leah Thompson, sorry. They're the same age. Right. Wow. Um, like three days apart or yeah, something? Yeah, they were like, like 21 or something like this. 22? Yeah, I think so. During the, the filming of this, and Crispin Glover was like three or four years older. Um, oh, or, so or, sorry, older. or sorry, yeah, uh, younger. Okay. Three, hmm. three or four years younger. So it kind of takes you back to uh, – I always say on a movie like this especially, when you watch it in HD – it kind of reveals some of the seams of like makeup and uh, oh, yeah. you know little things or 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 it makes the the special effects seem a little bit more like tchotchke. you know yeah. like, um, so i always like the idea if you can go back and if you can find the st- like regular uh, you know standard definition of a movie like this, watch it that way. Yeah. I think... Because, like, Biff Tannen, and when he's older... He
1: looks a little weird. He looks kind of strange. Doc's old neck. His looks, old neck. Looks really Strickland weird. Strickland
0: is the same way. Yeah. You never notice that on VHS you don't in the early 90s. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. It all just blends together so well, you know?
1: I did, I did find something this time. Did you notice... Um, so his brother David... Uh, did you notice, like, David and George McFly's kind of relationship in, in the current timeline where they're both sort of like these down on their luck guys? Like, David's going to work at, like, a fast food place. He's leaving at, like, 7 o'clock at night to go work somewhere. And, yeah. and, and, and like, he, he, he like, really does love his dad. He's like, he kisses his dad on the head. Yeah. And I love you. Love you, Pop. You know, like, I, I really liked that little relationship that they sort of had
0: bonded on at some point, I guess. He's it's, right, Marty. It, it's like, you know, the last thing you, you need, need is headaches.
1: <laughs> and then they both start laughing at the show. <laughs> I just. I, I and I,
2: I is it, it's my, it,
1: one of my favorite things <laughs> to
0: imitate from any movie. Last thing you need is headaches. <laughs> you just I don't know, Marty. <laughs> you don't just, need the headaches of playing at that yeah, dance. Playing at that dance while he's just unloading peanut brittle in it. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was cereal. I did too. No, that's peanut brittle. <laughs> we just put oh, it in okay. bowls. <laughs> brittle, he, this is a man just completely dejected from life. Yes, and he's given up. Just he just gets home from work and he has the most simple, small pleasures possible that he gets to revel in for, Pe- for nanoseconds. Jackie <laughs> <Peanut Brittle. Peanut laughs> Gleason, Gleason. And old Jackie Gleason reruns. This is him, that's, that's just, all he yeah, wants. That's, that's what he's like. Got, Lorraine's man. like
2: that, and telling the story of how they met and everything. He's just like, I just. Uh, I just <laughs> 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 Will you? Will you just for
1: once be present with our family? Yeah, I know you might get laid tonight, George. Nope, not gonna happen. What? What, Lorraine? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd go to the fish under the sea dance. It's the enchantment, enchantment under,
0: the under, the under the sea, sea dance. dance. <laughs> and yeah, and she is just she is just uh, living back in this time. You know that is. Yeah she is she's thinking about this what was maybe the best time of her life you know and he is just out of it well I
2: got a theory later I don't know if you have the same one That it might not have been the best time of her life and that's why she's drinking so much
1: before we move on to scene two we got to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor Nord VPN for helping us keep the lights on we live in a world where everything we do is online we are constantly connected to Wi-Fi and exposing all our most sensitive information the most important information that I have is stored on my computer and my phone all my podcast stuff my band accounts my real estate stuff my important information losing any of that would be detrimental and just send me down a deep dark spiral so knowing how important internet privacy is is in this day and age. I absolutely never knew what to do or who to trust. Luckily, NordVPN has all the tools that all of us need by providing a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It creates an encrypted tunnel for your data and protects your online identity by hiding your IP address and masking your virtual location. Been using the service now for about two months, and I can tell you, like, I feel so much better about using public Wi-Fi hotspots. I have no fear of third-party people spying on me or taking my info. Uh, In fact, it's opening my eyes to what websites I need to be more careful on because sometimes they just won't go. Like you're like, why won't this website load? And then you turn off your NordVPN and it works. So it's like, well, why is this website not wanting me to use this? Makes you think a little bit more. There's tons of reasons to consider NordVPN, being able to access blocked websites, watching TV films via other streaming services in other countries. Uh, this Very is important for us. This is what is so nuts. I told you guys uh, I've been watching. I watched the movie Snowpiercer, and I go, oh, there's a TV show. I want to see it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. So I switched my VPN to uh, UK or Ireland or something like that. Bam. Snowpiercer, the series, was available. So A lot of movies will be available in
2: other places that they aren't here, like especially in Netflix. Netflix or Amazon, yeah. like you, it, it works for any of
1: those streaming services. Yeah, you guys have to give NordVPN a try. I'm so glad I did. You will be too. Go to nordvpn.com slash breakfast to receive a huge discount on a two-year plan and four free months, which are completely risk-free uh, with Nord's uh, 30-day money-back guarantee. I promise you this crucial thing to have. You have to give it a shot. You'll be hooked like me once you try it. Nordvpn.com slash breakfast for all the details. Scene two. Four Mm. free months? Four free months. I might do that. Risk free. I'm just saying. So scene two. That night, Marty meets Doc Brown at the mall and sees that Doc has invented a time machine. The Libyans arrive and kill Doc, forcing Marty to use the time machine to travel back to 1955. After a run-in with the farm family, the DeLorean dies and he walks into town, realizing that he indeed did travel back in time. Stopping in Lou's diner, he meets his father and a young Biff Tannen. Following George, Marty ends up accidentally preventing his father from meeting his mother by being hit with his grandpa's car. He interacts at dinner with his future family. Is this reveal of the DeLorean one of the coolest moments in film history?
2: Mm. I think so. I Doc coming out of that thing, hot boxing it. <laughs> What's with the smoke? It doesn't come back later. <laughs> Never. Ne- like you assume, like once you go back in time or you unveil it, you know, like it's going to happen every time. But no. Yeah. I think he was just getting fucking high. <laughs> he's,
1: like, he's like, we're about to try this. Never tried it before. We need to at least be high for I'm this.
2: Unless my beloved dog, Einstein. I don't I don't know if I'm going to get him back or not. I got to be fucked up for this. Hot
1: boxing. Man. Now, this, like the DeLorean, I'm telling you, man, from the, the first time I saw this, I still feel the same way about when this car backs out. And how unbelievably dope! They what were they were thinking about using like a telephone booth and a refrigerator and a laser for this time travel device? Yeah, they ultimately settled on a car, and then they were like Ford Mustang wanted in on it, and they wanted to make it a Mustang or something, and and they're like, no, it's a it's a DeLorean, and I mean that 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 is the best choice they could have ever made for this movie because I still get goosebumps
0: when this car comes out. You only and Doc know gets what a
2: DeLorean it. is because of this yeah. movie. It's, you know, I, mean, I
0: would agree with you, uh, except for uh well, wedding singer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is because of this movie. Which is
0: because of this, but yeah, it, yeah, because Glenn is just trying to do everything that he ever sees in the '80s. He just yes. wants that be yeah, yeah, his go. life. <laughs> um, so, but you're you're right. Uh, they 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 made it a DeLorean, and uh, there was a little tidbit that it's like, yeah, it makes sense because this is like a, it's like it looks like a spaceship. Like the doors that open this certain way, it's like it doesn't look, dude. Yeah, it's like it doesn't doesn't look like a normal car. It looks like a spaceship almost. And so going back in time, it would shock people more than just another car.
1: Well, did you think that that's actually what a DeLorean looked like for a long time? And then when you actually saw one, you're like. It where's, doesn't have those things in where's the back. The where's all the things on it? Why does it shoot smoke <laughs> out the, the back? marijuana it smoke? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Where's the marijuana? <laughs> there's, there's a. I definitely went closed captions on this. There's a couple lines I never knew. He goes, <laughs> Doc, is that a Devo suit? <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he asked that of his, of his like, radiation suit. I never <laughs> I noticed answer that all right.
0: your questions in time. All get rolling, get get rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Roll tape, roll tape. Demo I, suit? Well, oh, yeah. Is that a Devo suit?
2: You mentioned it was going to be like a, a like a, there was a refrigerator attached to it yeah. or like a magical refrigerator time machine or something. And people was like, no, kids are going to climb into refrigerators oh and get my locked God, in. I didn't even think about like, that. That's why we need to not do that. Uh, Let's make
1: it a car that no one But has. then he would
2: make <laughs> Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Skull. And there would be a refrigerator that protects you from
0: a uh, nuclear
2: blast. Cool. Oh, good! Thanks a lot, so, everybody. Get in those once that happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the part that made me think. Well, if it's the flux capacitor that makes time travel possible, then couldn't you do it with anything? But right. then I think, why does it have to be up to eighty-eight miles an hour?
1: Is that just a yeah? Is that just a thing that he made? This is what has to happen. It needs that amount of,
2: like, horsepower maybe to power the flux capacitor.
0: Friction or just, I don't know, like, yeah, some sort of energy, additional energy outside of, like, the plutonium and gas or whatever. I don't know. The flux capacitor itself. I I don't – that was the only thing I didn't quite understand was – Yeah,
2: what makes a flux capacitor flux.
0: yeah. Flux capacitor is fluxing, (laughs) (laughs) fluxing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, a critically thinking about this, he gets Einstein in the car, and he gets the remote control out, and he drives Einstein all over, and he and they get. He brings him directly into the path of the car. Mm -hmm. This is the first time this car, we're assuming, (laughs) has ever gone back in time. Right. I was thinking, like, why would you ever stand in the path of this car? You don't know when not, it's going to pop. Not knowing that this is actually Doc seems unbelievably surprised that it actually worked. So this is the first time this has ever happened. Doc even like looks at Marty like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, "Get back in the path of his car." There's a theory out there that Doc is actually suicidal in this. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like that's a dark turn, but like why why would you stand in front of this? He has the worst history of inventions. <laughs> he he's like the worst scientist ever in in coming up with things that actually work. Yeah. It's the first time it's ever worked. He had a car coming at him at 88 miles per hour directly in the path. You can stand to the side. Why did he do that? Maybe he's
2: like the the angel of death as you could say when it comes to time travel, like time travel like as b- has is been discovered by him pretty much. And then gets discovered by like officials at the top of like the white house and like the governments of around the world and everything and start changing everything for themselves. But he's the reason why like Armageddon happens. And so he's trying to kill himself to try and make sure that that doesn't happen. The inventor of time travel.
0: Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, my thought. That just became super intense. Um, well, I <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I
1: really like the part with uh, the dog. I thought it <laughs> was you
0: brought it up.
1: I, what <laughs> a saying. There's a lot. This movie might have the most fan theories it out might. of any movie we've ever done. Uh, stick around. There's two hours left of this episode. It
0: is. It Ouch. is one of those things that it makes you wonder, like, it's because he believes in it so much. But then you even think like uh, he even says later on, I think it might be his past self. I finally invented something that works. Yes. Um, and. He puts himself and Marty in front of this thing. It's like, but science, science is a point. He is a scientist, and science makes the point of you test and 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 you try and try and try until you know you're going to get it right. Okay. Maybe that's the thing. Still mind blown that it works. Still mind. He is still mind blown. And, um, I, I agree with you. <laughs> it's, it's a little like, weird. It's it sure strange. is great for the
1: movie and visual effects, and those tire tracks go between Going through their through legs. legs. Oh, that is so iconic. Yes, uh, and it's still to me that effect still holds up. <laughs> like it's still Dude, looks the whole, great. The whole eighty-eight miles per hour. Yes. Uh,
2: those uh, uh, ILM effects still fucking hold up, yep. like you say. Like they, I think it is just perfect for the film. Like the the white. Or like the blue and the kind neon, of things, the blue neon on the yeah. car that
1: flashes,
2: yeah. and the explosion that happens, and then the obviously the tire tracks. It is so cool. Still holds up.
0: <sighs> the the uh, is this is this where we see like the the license plate and stuff or whatever too, or is that I later? I don't know. Um, it, it's, like he tries to like pick it up or whatever, but oh yeah, uh, and then he comes back though through though. Look out!
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the that was always the funniest thing to me is his. He's like, you disintegrated. I I love their back and forth, yeah. man. I love their conversations that they have. Uh like like just the dialogue between the two of them. It is because they're so, so different. And <laughs> but it's but they appreciate or they they just run with whatever the other one is saying. Yeah. They they don't sit there and correct each other, you know? Uh it, and the perfect example is like. Well, where the hell are they? He's like, the correct question would be, <laughs> when the hell are they? It's like, that is like one of my favorite lines for some odd reason. And he's sitting there and he's still calculating. And this is another testament to, I think, Christopher Lloyd being Doc Brown. Yeah. Th- like, nobody I don't think would could perform it this way. He's sitting there and he's constantly he's still, in calculation, yeah. he's still trying to understand, you know, uh, like the things that are happening. And then his clock goes off, or the alarm goes off. He's like, look out.
1: Well, and just to to stick with that, um, I don't think anyone could have delivered this sentiment like Marty, like Michael Fox did, where he's like, holy shit, you invented a time machine. But even more mind-blowing than that is that it's out of a DeLorean. Of a DeLorean? <laughs> like, like, that is more interesting to him yeah. than inventing a time yeah. machine, is that it was a DeLorean. Why not do it with a little style? Yeah. So if you're going to invent it, then
2: do it with a little style. Those are those are known to get stuck in fifth gear. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with a DeLorean, you know?
0: Oh, no. Those doors,
2: get, those doors are cool, but they get stuck all the time. I, I, my question is... They're doing this in the parking lot of a mall, mm-hmm. Twin Pines. You, you, you assume that Twin Pines Mall is pretty busy. Are people not
1: seeing this? It's one a.m. No. One a.m. Man, I
2: mean, but still,
1: Sean, it's, like, on, it's one a.m. One a.m. On like a Tuesday,
2: any okay? any sort of light happens at one a.m. I'm like, I'm awake <laughs> for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, no cops have been called. No cops are driving by seeing this. Or mall anything. security, man. Like,
0: where's mall security? They should have been able to shut down. They they're twenty four seven. Bro, are simpler times. They should have been able to shut down those Libyans. They would just like pulled up behind him in their <laughs> Call little, Blur. yeah, like his small cops are superior <laughs> to actual cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull over the Libyans, and then you'd, you would have been fine.
1: The Libyans, the Libyans.
0: It's I, like,
2: yeah, they're they're just doing burnouts and shit in the parking lot again. It's just fine. Them alone. It's, it's just... Doc Brown. He's a twenty four hour
0: scientist. It's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, what it that's I love what that. His Everybody that. knows Doc Brown. He's just he, he's like oh, crazy old Doc Brown. Oh, that's just Pr- Doc Pr- Brown. Purveyor it's his of truck.
2: scientific <laughs> services and international arms dealer. <laughs>
1: So so when
0: yes. Marty asked
1: Doc, he's like, well, what, what are you planning on doing? Like, they've gone through it. He's like, I'm going to go into the future 25 years. And so I I went. The date 25 years in the future would be October 26, 2010 is when he would have gone into the future. Here's what was going on in 2010. We we These are the changes that Doc Brown would have had to look forward to. Had the first African-American president currently in office. Cell phones were around. Facebook was becoming prominent. Instagram test posts had just gone live. Katy Perry, Teenage Dream is the number one song. Damn! Avatar and Inception had just come out, were the number one movies. Inception might have blown his mind a little bit. Probably. Walking Dead had just come out on TV and just premiered. That is what Doc Brown would have walked into the future to have been like, wow. I
2: was a sophomore in high school, that would have been fucking
1: incredible. It would have been, man. I'll go back right now. I'll go back to that era. You know how
2: much I would change? I probably wouldn't be
0: here. (laughs) I I probably wouldn't be
2: here. I'd probably, I'd probably be on tour with Rob Zombie. Probably. There
0: you go. See, and I'd, yeah, I'd give Sean, young Sean, the keys to the kingdom because <laughs> you can only you can only go back in time to make it better. Like it'll only get better if you go back in time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. So we get our
1: we get our car chase. We get Doc getting shot. Uh, the epic moment of going back in time, crashing into Old Man Peabody's uh, uh, <laughs> <This> barn. Or- <laughs> that ain't no airplane. <laughs> uh, I love that little family's cameo and the and the genius of this script writing of when he leaves and he crashes over the one pine. Yes. Which you find out later. You never you never knew that you can. You're lying to yourself if you're telling me the first time you saw this movie that you put that correlation together. No, no absolutely, absolutely not. not. That is that is from years and years of watching, but. Um, um, so now he's in town. We get to see that unbelievable transformation of the first time you watch this, and you're hearing Mr. Mr. Sandman, Sandman, and you're seeing the town square completely changed. Like we know it, we're like, "Holy shit!" He did go back in time. Yeah, but Marty doesn't want to believe it, yeah. and and he goes through all that. He he, those moments of he hears the clock tower ring. He has never heard the clock tower ring in right. his life. And it goes off, and he's like, "What? Right? It's and it's actually a courthouse instead of like a social services building or something like that. It's yeah, it's it's mind blowing. I mean, it's thinking like it'd be us going back to 1992 right now, which actually doesn't feel as weird, does it? No, like uh, that. That's how much time he went back. That's uh, right. And the I feel like the world probably changed more between 50 and 80 than
0: it did in 92 and now. But yeah, I think that's so. my thought. I th- I think that's the that's the big thing to understand, especially right now. Him going from uh 1985 to 1955 like you say is less than us is far less than us right now in 2022 going back to 1985 it is a significantly larger difference even though i don't know about you guys the 80s or 90s right now feels like it was 10 years ago it does maybe it wasn't but it feels that way but it, it absolutely was not but like you say we would have to – We if we went back 30 years, it would only be the 90s. Yeah. And that right there is – it kind of blew my mind a little bit just doing a little bit of that math.
2: I saw a kid, like as he's looking through – like the whole town and everyone walking by and just like the personalities and everything. Uh, there's a kid in like 1950s moon boots. <laughs> They're yes. like roller skates or something. <laughs> like They like literally have the springs. It's <laughs> just like jumping along. The I'm dad like, wow. is
1: really annoyingly holding his hand going, can you just... Kill it on guts. Uh, he's- it on At least guts. he wasn't breaking his ankles. <laughs> that- uh, hey, whoa, don't put
0: that on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Child yeah. safety. Yeah, okay. Please. <laughs>
1: Uh, what, what'd you think about, I mean, we got to talk about when he meets George. First of all, I, anytime someone has a vest on, I, I go, what'd you do? Jump ship. Yeah. I say that or, or like, eyes or go dork thinks he's going to drown. Dork thinks he's going to drown. <laughs> uh, but man, this is just such a cool moment when he finally realizes they're sitting there. They have the same pose Yeah, and they both turn around to see Biff. I, I just, I, I love the, how smart this movie is in these, yeah. in, in these scenes is where it really starts coming together.
0: Hey, McFly.
1: And they both turn
0: around. They both turn. <laughs> it's yep. so
1: good. I love the shot of him like leaning over.
0: Oh my God. I just,
2: and it's just, like peeking. You can just see his eyeball a little bit like yeah. come into frame. It's so good. Is
1: that Matt Wilson from Encino Man? He's
0: doing Yeah. yeah kind of doing another one. <laughs> Terry Funk. Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Hit it. If we were on a train okay. to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking
1: about. Okay. Most punchable face in this movie. There are a few. Mm. Um, some might say maybe maybe Lou in the cafe. I, I hate Lou, the cafe worker. He's such a jerk. Turns out to be kinda rude. Yeah, don't like Lou a lot, but I'm True. going with three D glasses Goon. Three D glasses. I want to break those three D paper glasses off of his face with a punch. I think so that's hard. Casey Simasco. Yep. Um, I want those off his face immediately. Why
2: why wear those? Yeah. Like, is that's a thing. Like, it's his thing. Yeah, it's his thing. like, I'm the fat guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm the scrawny guy. I'm the whatever guy. I can see in three dimensions. No, you can't. You're just <laughs> seeing blue and red all over the fucking place. It's got to be headache-inducing.
0: It's got to be one of those things that just, for the time, like, for... for Somewhere around five to seven months during 1955, 3D <laughs> movies were a thing, and it was cool because it showed that you went to a 3D movie. Yeah, that's you know the what only I mean? thing. That's the only thing I could think of. But then it's like it's like you're messing with your own vision. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna turn yourself colorblind, bro. <laughs> like red, and Sorry, blue. Bro. You're not gonna. <laughs> you see look red cool blue. though. I I I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if a 3D guy is is my punchable okay. face, but I mean, I I think I can agree with you for now. If something else comes up, I'll let you know. Okay, yeah, you're gonna stick with yeah. Me. It's
2: either Lou or or 3D guy.
0: Yeah, so, nobody else, huh? I
2: How mean, many- Biff gets it, but Biff deserves it, and he does. And he gets it, you so know. you don't have to go ahead and punch him. But like, as what you about say, Courtney
1: Gaines' character? I know steals, I mean, he's very that that is a
0: punchable face See? just in general. That's an ugly man. I yeah. I I think he's just a. I think he's just a. <laughs> I sorry, just like, yeah. What are we laughing at right now i looked over it <laughs>
1: You would only punch him because he's ugly. He's, <laughs> very
0: ugly? <laughs> <laughs> he's ugly as shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's mean, and he's a bully. You mean yeah. you're, like, you're at the diner, and you're just like kind of chilling, hanging out and drinking some coffee, and then you see him next to you, you're like, ah!
0: Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Weren't you in the burps? <laughs> <laughs> you lost McFly, I'm cutting in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scram McFly. <laughs> I want to go Courtney Gaines now. All right, <laughs> So um, I I had a thought.
1: Maybe I I feel like when I'm going to tell you this thought, I feel like you're going to be like, yeah, of course. Where were you? Because sometimes I can be a bit obtuse. Mm I don't know if that's the right usage of the word, but I was thinking about Shawshank. Um, So... When when he chases down George and George is is a peeping Tom, the yeah. most obvious peeping Tom in the world. <laughs> He's a peeping Tom, like
2: in like on the middle in on the tree branch that goes over the road. Yeah. in broad daylight. Yeah. That's even more. Like it was the fifties. You could, the 50s, you could bro. be the one in your backyard and then be a little bit more inconspicuous. Yes, but that's the most conspicuous. Is right there.
0: You're just driving down and you just see somebody like in the middle of a the trees like are a falling tree down. Hang oh, he's trying just to like,
2: get rid of branches. Oh, you got binoculars. That's
0: <laughs> what was it, George? Bird watching? What the rain? <laughs> what? What Lorraine? What? <laughs> no, but my my thought
1: is that I just realized on this critical rewatch, he's peeping on Lorraine. Right. Is that right? right so so you're Sean?
0: You've already known this. I feel like I knew this because
1: because yes. he's he's on the branch across the street facing. The opposite side of the street. And when that car hits grandpa, Uh, Grandpa yells in the exact direction that he was he's like, Come on, Stella. Stella. Another one of these damn kids jumped from my car. So which also (laughs) tells us (laughs) which also tells us that that like Lorraine is just always changing in the window. And is very like just people are always peeping on Lorraine because yeah. they know that they can peep on
0: exactly. Her. That means multiple multiple people have fallen in front of his <laughs> you- truck,
2: and also multiple people have been victims to Lorraine. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs>
2: because another one happened. Imagine how many more of them they put into their house to yeah. rehabilitate a little bit. You think for so, Lorraine? To rehabilitate?
0: Ah, maybe. Well, yeah. I, that makes me wonder: is if. She's a repeat offender. If she's a repeat offender, oh, of, she's
1: if, the offender <laughs> here.
0: Jeez.
1: <laughs> well, then she goes. She goes. Put your pants back on. Yeah. Which means that she's the only one know that knows that his pants are off in yeah. this house.
0: Never Which means purple she took
1: before. the pants off.
0: Because yeah, it's like why were the pants off of the first she place? She took them off. It's not like why would you take them off? Because like why would you take them off? And like why would uh? I'm talking he about did. I'm talking about a reasonable person. Yeah, you brought this unconscious per- person in. Why would you take their pants off? They might be they might be swollen, dirty. Like, <laughs> well, we don't want to get the, the 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 street dirt on the sheets or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think anybody in that house knew what was going on. Like yeah. when he
2: first wakes up, to he's like, I had a nightmare. I went back in time, and that's all he says.
1: Like. And Doc got shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking asshole. Well, but that was part of the dream. Like we're fine.
0: We're, part of, we're fine. Uh, terrible dream. Went
2: back in time, and uh, that's. I think that's all that happened. Got chased by <laughs> like one of your best friends. Your yeah. crazy scientist person best friend. Got shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I got chased by terrorists. Libyan terrorists, <laughs> like the worst kind. Like what? <laughs> they had a Libyan? rocket launcher. It's like you know what? Yeah, that that does sound like a dream. Somehow that sounds more like a dream that I got chased by Libyan terrorists in a VW bus with a rocket launcher than going back in time. Every night. Uh, every night. Yeah, <laughs> in front of JCPenney. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not closed down, by the way. It's and it's. I also. I also. I love the phrasing of where are my pants? Like over there. On my hope chest. <laughs> just like... She's
1: like, not only did I take them off, but I put them across the room. So you have to walk yeah. over and get them. On my hope
2: chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. What's a, what's a hope chest? <laughs> like, just things uh, I want, I hope to happen to me someday. I think that was one of the questions like I asked like uh, like my mom or something. I was like, what's a hope chest? She's just like, it's, it's a dresser. <laughs> like, just there said, were so many weird don't, names. Don't think about it. Well, you want to move on? Yeah. Let's do it. So Marty heads to Doc's house and
1: is able to convince him that he's traveled back in time. They make a plan to fix the DeLorean and get Marty back to the future. Since Marty has altered the past and his mother is now infatuated with him, he works to help his dad win over Lorraine. Interrupted by Biff in the diner, Marty ends up getting the best of Biff. I have one more thing that maybe I'm going to look like a dummy here. You were on the same page with me on the last one. AJ's like, of course. Did you realize that Doc's garage like that, that we saw Marty go into with the, with the guitar mm-hmm. in, the, in 1985 is the same garage that that Doc has in the past, but all those articles basically said that Doc Brown Brown Estate sells 400 acres or whatever. Doc's just slowly got rid of his family's land and his mansion and everything, but kept that garage. Right, that garage is the same, uh. and that's why Marty doesn't know. He's like, "Do you know where 1622 Riverside Drive is Riverside or whatever?" Coastal. Because in the in '85, it's John F. Kennedy Drive. It had been changed. And you can see the address is like sixteen twenty four in eighty five, where sixteen twenty is the address of his house in the past. So like to oh. so be it, like a sixteen twenty and a half. Yeah, like they much. they just re they just remade it a new thing. Yeah, uh, it, it, like that's those are the mind blowing details to me that this movie doesn't even shove in your face. They're yeah. like you'll figure it out. They someday. just
0: let it go. Yeah, they let it pass by. And I think that's I think that's like it's just confident storytelling, you know. And I I really do. You just have to appreciate that uh, in a movie like this because you're right. Like when he comes out the first time, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm late for school. And he comes out. He's right next to a Burger yep, King. Yep, uh, yeah. you, you know, he he True. skates past a Burger he King. He just sold all that land off for developers but all, kept a garage. All the land. His house isn't there. His The mansion or whatever that he he actually goes up to in yeah. 1955. Yep. Like, it's you're right. It's all different except for that garage is the same thing. There's a whole
2: notion of, like, trusting your audience to kind of figure out the story. But, like, in this, you don't really need to trust the audience to to figure out the the story. You kind of trust your audience to, like, maybe if they want to rewatch it one of these days, go back and kind of realize a
1: bunch of these things. It's like the original Easter eggs in a movie. I mean, in a
2: time travel movie, you kind of get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, honestly, not a lot of them. Right. And, and this doesn't I mean this as like a blockbuster summer blockbuster didn't need to offer all of these details, but they carefully were writing this. I'm, I'm sure draft after draft and like, oh, let's keep that. Let's keep that and take little bits from each draft yep. hey, and put them in there.
0: Throw that in there. Like what if he what if it's a different street? Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, what, what if they change the what name if it, of the street? What if they change the name of the street? Like eventually, it became That's Donald why he doesn't Trump. know where where it is. Yeah, he's like he doesn't understand. Oh, it's the other side of town, block past Maple. It's the uh, east it's side of so town. So smart. <laughs> like it's, it's 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 who the hell is John F Kennedy? Yeah, I
1: love the, his grandpa's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he is.
0: <laughs> Look at it roll. Now we can watch Jackie Gleason <laughs> while we eat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's a rerun?
0: <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> You'll find
2: out. Wanda Years, brother.
1: I, I love that guy
0: <laughs> so I, much.
2: I like the when he pops that mind reader thing. On his fucking head. He's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You were somewhat aroused by your mother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, no. <laughs> that is a perfect sound of yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I did. I did have to critically watch. We all know the one point twenty one gigawatts. Yeah. Have you guys looked this up at all? I think so.
2: Yeah. So gigawatts.
1: like. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be gigawatts. So many people thought that that uh, Doc Brown just mispronounced this, but that doesn't make sense because he's so smart and so intricate. Mm. Um, Apparently, up until the late 80s, the prevalent pronunciation of giga was with a soft G. Like, that is, giga is technically how they used to say it, according to some stuff I found, and then it died out in the 90s and it became giga. Uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary has the two pronunciations for it. Wow. So it could be giga or giga. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I thought that was pretty you cool. Either,
2: either you're a Doc Brown or you're a Webster. <laughs> Whatever, Webster. man.
1: Is that is that like, there's so many iconic quotes, but is that like the quote of this movie? If you had to pick one that everyone would know?
2: It's like either Great Scott or it's one of Doc's. One lines twenty
0: one gigawatts. Um, one point twenty one gigawatts. It's
2: like the naming of the flux capacitor. Like there's yeah. that. Like even like they still make those cars, the Delorean. Yeah. And they have them with a, a fake God. flux capacitor in I the one. in the cab cab. Um. Yeah. It's got to be
1: one of Docs. If lines. you Patreon members, if you guys can somehow like. Quadruple our membership. Um, I will buy a DeLorean, and, you and I, I will put all the Back to the Future stuff on it. That's right. that's my that's my midlife crisis car that I'm going to buy someday. So help us out, okay? Yeah.
2: My only thing that I couldn't get past in nitpicking this movie, I guess, is did that TV have the right plug-ins for that camcorder? <laughs> No,
1: Sean, don't it do this to me. Couldn't have. Sean, don't do this to me.
0: Oh, no. There's no way it's got RGB.
1: Unless Doc like,
0: Brown invented it on the spot. On the spot.
1: Okay, I'll was buy like, that. Okay, this is a video comes. Okay, so that's just transducing video. Okay, I can. I'm literally willing to buy that. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I don't want you to ruin that for yeah, me. No, okay. I don't there like it's... that you brought that
0: up. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> you had to splice it together somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. He's like, doing yeah, this yeah. Yeah. Wait, tape? I thought there was film. Yeah,
2: it's
1: tape. It's tape, of course, from the fallout from the atomic wars. <laughs> I love how Doc is slowly like g- taking guesses on heavy. Why do you keep saying heavy? Yeah, is there a problem with the
0: gravitational pull? <laughs> Are there things way heavier in the, in the future? He, as a scientist, he just constantly <laughs> tries to justify everything he references. or like. like no. It's like a portable tele or or TV studio. He's like no wonder your president has to be <laughs> has to be a movie star. You know, it's like he's got to look good on TV. It's like, like <laughs> what is going on? It's like, who's the, who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> suppose Jane Wyman is the first lady. <laughs> <laughs> good night, future boy. <laughs> good night, future
2: boy. Uh,
1: Apparently
2: they had to screen this movie for Ronald Reagan to for his approval. Awesome.
1: So Did he like stupid. it? Did he? He
2: actually likes it a lot.
1: Oh, okay. But, I liked it. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: He's fucking dead. R.I.P.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> but it was just stupid. Like you gotta like if the the mere mention of a president in a movie, right? Like uh, that's
0: that's culture. Yeah. You can mention something that like is that. Co- that is
1: the culture. Yeah. yeah. That's who the president is. Like
0: fine. Hundred percent.
1: Oh, and it's also truth. He was a uh, an actor. <laughs> like this is total <laughs> truth. Uh, I still love more about this Doc Brown stuff. Like I love. How Christopher Lloyd plays this and how he basically tells you so much about his character without really telling you. Like, they're Mm -hmm. at the school, right? Right. He he learns that there's been these mistakes and he's got to get to school and get his dad back together. But he's like a a rhythmic ceremony, ceremonial (laughs) dance, some (laughs) some sort of social. Like, he's never had a girlfriend. He's never gone to a dance. He just, he does not understand any of the rhythmic
0: ceremonial dance. It's a rhythmic (laughs) ceremony. Yes. (laughs) He's like, it's, of course. He's like, you, you must know, like, what your you know your parents like. They must enjoy some things. there. he's like, no, they don't. It's <laughs> no. like we have to get them to interact. We have to get them to look a rhythmic ceremony. It's like, <laughs> it just it's just true. like this, like dictionary
2: definition of everything. Yeah, He's like, yeah. Just saying scientific uh, verbiage. He's instead
0: never been to it. It's <laughs> true. He has to justify it in his in his scientific brain because that's he only has one way of thinking, and that's it. And it is it is he he just he Brings it down to the level of mating ritual. Yeah. That's just what yes. he does. Because yes. that's, the, well, this is what they, they do. Because this is what kids do. It's like, oh, yeah, this, it's a mating ritual for, yeah. for kids.
1: It's, it is what it in is. In the 50s. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. He's really breaking it down. That's what it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Biff is just sexually assaulting Lorraine in the cafeteria. Ugh. Like, oh, like literally just, like, behind her, like, trying to grab her boobs. And she's like, get off me. Get up, I And, like, he, I, I really believe uh, another testament to Michael J. Fox, uh performance in this is yes he's very charming but like also i believe him when he's like literally defending his mom mm. in this yeah. moment you know oh, like get yeah. the fuck off like that push and, you know and they're them
1: grabbing each other to punch yeah. like that feels like that
0: was really yeah, going it was on. Real yeah intense. it was cool yeah i'm gonna cut you a break <laughs> since you're new here i'm gonna cut you a break so why don't you make like a tree
1: and get, get out of here did, didn't he apparently tom wilson made like those are all improv yeah. lines so good, that is man. such
0: genius, man. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I remember
1: my dad would laugh at that. I'm like, "What is?" This? I'll, laugh. I'll laugh too, but I don't understand what the joke is. He's no. like, he's saying it wrong. It's make like a tree and leave and leave <laughs> and leave. It's make like a tree and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 phenomenal. His Tom Wilson added a lot of little nuances to this role that make him just as iconic as any part of this movie and it's it's phenomenal
1: this is maybe one of my favorite parts of um crispin glover Mm -hmm. is from the from the marty showing up as the extraterrestrial from the planet vulcan which is so so funny edward van halen demo instead of a van halen demo because that was eddie but it was not the rest of the band but him him like running marty running across the street and he's like writing down the oh that's good that's good and he's his hair is all (laughs) over the place stuff I'm this, writing it this, down. Oh, oh, and yeah, opening the Coke bottle form, going into the diner, and the whole like my density has popped me to you. And there's a <laughs> there is a moment there too where Lorraine does look at him like, oh, I I think I do like she kind of notices vulnerability a little yes. bit. Oh, yeah, it's and and then of course then Biff and Marty fuck it up again. Like yeah. like they they were on the path there to maybe okay. We could do this, and, yeah. and it doesn't work. For, for me, probably being one of the coolest scenes of the movie from here on out, especially as a kid, this, this what the hell is that? Punches Biff and then the skateboard around yeah. the town square. Unbelievable. Such a cool scene. Did kids back in the day bop to the music
2: of the day w- while drinking milkshake? Like, they were dancing yeah. in, in the middle of the cafe or the
1: milkshake shop or whatever. Did the kids do that back in the day? I think the 50s are when that stuff start when social interaction and... Was a thing? Well, no, I think it was. <laughs> I think that is when um, younger kids started uh, being like, I have my own identity and I, we want to do this. And think about it, rock and roll is going to be invented soon here sure. if it hasn't already, I think. And that is when, like, Women are starting to take yes. more agency of themselves. Yes. Yeah, dudes. you can tell definitely by
2: Lorraine in this because she's as we'll find out, like, Marty is shocked by the, the mm-hmm. amount of dicks she wants to suck. Just, which I support.
0: Jesus
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is thirsty as fuck for him and I, I assume the other people that her dad hit. Like, no, I I support it. I mean I think it's great. Like, no, I I, I legitimately despite that joke legitimately think that, yeah, I, I think that she represents a, a sense of agency that is lacklusterly represented in this time. yeah I, I appreciate that. It's really cool. But th- yeah, the chase scene is super dope.
0: I think uh, I think it also is kind of a, a, a good point to make of why Lorraine's family thinks Marty is so strange. Because think about it, if, if it was a 1955 young man, boy going and yeah. was eating dinner with the parents and stuff like that, Oh well, golly, yes, Miss yes, Baines. That, <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah. oh, that's wow. a heck of a that's a heck of a thing. You know, it's like you, you certainly are correct. Yes, sir. Like he'd be very like very swell and very like that's how he'd be talking. You know, very respectful in this idea of like meeting the parents. But yeah. but Marty talks in a way of the 80s, right? Yeah. And he it's like he's, he's an very idiot. strange. Yeah, he's an idiot. Like he he's not cultured. He's like, why is he wearing? It's like well that life pre- preserver and all that stuff. And so – and again, I think that, that that kind of like what you're saying though too, going into that, this is a point where kids are finally starting to sure. do things or, or it's also compared to today – not a phone in sight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kids being kids. Man, to go awesome, back, hanging you know? out. They're just dancing in the restaurant, just and being having present. A good, oh. Just being present. Just in the past, sipping on that milkshake, and guys being at, dudes and,
2: gr- and girls <laughs>
0: being broads. <laughs> <laughs> what a time! Like, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. It's it's uh it's this is what they had to do to go enjoy themselves or have fun or let loose after school or yeah. you know whatever it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Lorraine is even more in love with Marty, and she asks him to the school dance. He says yes, but comes up with a plan for George to win Lorraine's heart. The night of the dance arrives, Marty and Lorraine kiss, but something is wrong. Just then, Biff shows up to get revenge on Marty. The gang throws Marty in a trunk, and Biff starts to take advantage of Lorraine. George arrives and, and rescues Lorraine by knocking out Biff. Marty is freed from the trunk and has to play guitar with the band to help make his parents kiss. Why, why could Marty not have just said no? Why? Why does the, Where is that plan Come into place where he's like, okay, fine, I will say yes, and I will try to sexually assault my mom like to hopefully let my parents get together.
2: I guess it's like a sort of um, like power move to like like he's got her.
1: Mm. It's like oh, she's never going to not be in love. Well, with like me, she so. knows
2: where she's going to be. Like you know what I mean. Kay. Like she knows Keeping she, tabs. He's going to be with her, and so yeah, he can keep kind of tabs on her
0: and, he, and make sure this happens. He can cultivate the plan if yeah. he if he knows what's going on to some degree, maybe. Which is also the same
2: kind of rhetoric that sounds like
1: a very mm. <laughs> like <laughs> well, undesirable individual. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marty's still a 17-year-old kid, so like I his know. brain's probably not working in the best possible way, but yeah. I never... I didn't I didn't put that together when I was young that he was supposed to then try to take advantage. He thought his mom's such a square, he's gonna try to take advantage of her and he's gonna be like, Let's drink and you let's think smoke. That's exactly what he thought. I think he was he was assuming that if he made a move on Lorraine that Lorraine's gonna be like, No, don't yeah, like he thought that, but mm. it clearly that was not going to happen. No, she brought out the booze. She yeah, brought,
2: like she started smoking and shit. Jesus, you smoked too. That's why I think it's super cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's a groovy chick.
0: Well, and uh, this is this is another thing of uh, I kind of read while going through some some other reviews and and whatnot is this. It's like this identity crisis, or you know, everyone was a kid at some point, and Lorraine she says in the very beginning that she never chased a boy. She never sat in a parked car with with a boy boy or did anything like that. And the idea of, of her trying to cover it up, you know, but that is in fact what actually happened. It's like this identity crisis that people have, um, as they kind of go through life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, the same thing with like George or or like what you're saying with, would I have been friends with my dad? And we find out that Marty probably would not have been. No, right. He he finds out his dad, de- and he even says he's like, Jesus Christ, George, it's a, it's a miracle if you even born. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know that kind of stuff. And what 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 these what you go through to you know say or or be perceived by your kids or somebody else you know as you go through life
2: well it's also like uh very telling like he's nothing like his dad pretty much but he's a lot like his mom
0: maybe a lot more like, like he's his mom. she's pretty hip and, and having Strong a good time and, yeah
2: yeah she's very forth yeah, uh, with. yeah uh with everything it. um yeah i think he's he's definitely more like his mom and that's probably why they attracted like or she was attracted to him like kind of like that and like right. she, she was attracted to herself yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, just kind of like a mirror of herself. It's like, oh, this guy's happening in a far out way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? But then that is a cool moment that she she comes onto him and they kiss and she like immediately at that point she's like, no. Yeah. There, there was this weird cosmic force at play that was like, whoa.
2: I've had that happen. Yeah. I've definitely like that's that's happened to me. It's just like I'm super into this girl or something like that, and and like we kiss and she's like, oh, oh mm-hmm. wait,
1: we're super good friends and. This should just stay yeah, it's, that. It's like that yeah, that untold force, like nope, that needs yeah, to Yeah. Or happen. you're my mom and I just realized <laughs> that. <you laughs> know. So
0: so was, or was that was your daughter from the future that you're like, oh no. Yeah. Like that kind of a thing. Weird. Okay, right, right. Yeah.
2: Well there's there's a fan <laughs> theory I I hesitate to even say this one, but like you, she's in nineteen eighties, she's like drinking yep. heavily. You see that she's very like kind of affected and also says to Marty like oh, I don't know why you're seeing that girl she's not she's not very this and she's not very that I don't really see you guys with with each other all that often there's a fan theory out there that she's like
1: really affected by the
2: sexual assault because we're assuming it it happened yeah we're
1: assuming that that because Biff at some point did this to her
2: without the influence of Marty um, gaining confidence with George to stop that from happening that that actually happened yeah and so anytime lorraine is like she's drinking heavily she's kind of resent resentful of uh george yeah basically her whole family and just kind of like like you said in the beginning of this episode like reliving that moment Mm -hmm. and she just cannot get past it right uh kind of very dark yeah (laughs) obviously um but in this case Obviously, thankfully, it is uh, rectified
1: george George is having the time of his life in there, like dancing and drinking punch, and like you can tell how kind of aloof he is, and he's yeah. just like, "Oh, I forgot I have to go do something, but that moment is still when he when he opens that door and hey, you get your damn hands up." And you can tell that uh, old, oh. uninfluenced George would have just been, was going to just walk away, yeah. just like he did on the dance floor. You're just going to be like, "Oh golly, jeez, oh, I don't want to." But that that is still such a satisfying moment when he actually and that use that score goes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hits the ground and his when he turns and looks at it man like that is like this is chills how well they did that scene,
2: almost like the kind of punch where like in a cartoon would spin the head off of the the villain Mm. you know are you okay (laughs) are you okay
0: (laughs) it's uh it still has
2: notes are you okay it's
0: all it's like very um you know i think this adds to the overall tone of uh what back to the future really is and and in Back to the Future Three, kind of the final comment made by Doc Brown, of things aren't written. You kind of write your own, uh, your own future. Uh, but some things, it seems like, by what you're saying, is some things were going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all that time leading up to it, and even though Marty wasn't the one there, at some point, Biff was going to take advantage of Lorraine, or yeah. or these, you know all those bad things leading up to it were going to happen. And the only thing that didn't change was that George didn't have the, um, the confidence to, to lay Biff out. And so, um, that's a, that's a very interesting, I just like how that does eventually tie back into, you know, what, what they say later on of, of, you know, the future is unwritten, but things are going to happen regardless. And, and now, and then we see it happen. And, uh, and you see it from Doc too when he says he's like, "Yeah, hey, he laid Biff out. He didn't know it. He I never do he had. This. He's never stepped up to Biff in his life." And he's like, "Never?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, why?" He's like. Doesn't matter. Let's we Well,
1: we'll move on. Even though we haven't really gotten to that scene. I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I think that's so important because Doc. It, Doc's not just one to be like, yeah, whatever. Like he's he's going to think about that moment for the next thirty years. There, that right.
2: shot is very synonymous. because yes.
1: I, I really believe
2: that that's the moment where he's he he realizes that you you can change history positively. And right, not and right. not just negatively, you know, yeah. where he's he he discovers himself, where he's like, I think I could go back and kind of change some things for right. myself, and maybe that's what influences him to open up the letter from Marty.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: or put together the letter from
1: Marty again.
0: Right, and and I think uh, um, we haven't really talked. We haven't talked much about the uh, the band.
1: Well, yeah, let's 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 do let's the band talk so that we can do final scene. Okay. This may have been a quintessential moment in my life to want to get me to start playing music. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you got to get some or people will start disappearing. <laughs>
2: <What? You> Wait, <laughs> what Wait I'm saying? can you say that one more time? You got to get some, you got to get some or people will start. Or disappearing. People will start disappearing. You got to fuck or pick people in your pictures will start <laughs> yeah. disappearing.
1: That's what there. you got from this movie. That's what I got. This is important.
2: And I, I was also <laughs> thinking to myself as I was like writing that joke to myself, I was like, "Is that how incels think?" And I, then I couldn't you, the, couldn't participate in the rest of this movie. And yeah. then you, you stop.
0: You just stopped watching. I had to stop and fall asleep, and then <laughs> come back to it. So, are you saying that if George George McFly didn't didn't get any, he'd be he'd become like an incel, and then like you start as a peeping tom? Is, <laughs> yeah, he was heading down the wrong path. He was going down a the wrong path and then
2: you start as a peeping tom you end as a incel john i don't as, know as an,
0: and end up in a Whatever bell tower they call or something yeah. so yes yeah yeah uh, anyway music anyway <laughs> music. that scene was so great i really uh, i do i do I, really love the scene i do too and to to what you're saying I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. like i can remember doing the the one legged like guitar thing like at a wedding, at being a kid, right? Yep. And now I look back, I'm like, oh, I was such an idiot, what a little nerd kid. Um, I was just a dumb kid. But then it's like, but I was doing that because you think of, jo- you hear Johnny be good, you think of Back to the Future, and you just think, oh yeah, like the guitar made me want to play guitar. It made me want to like, you know, perform. It made me, it made me think like, um, it was, it was a way to, you know interact with people you know that was a good way to do it
2: i'm with you guys i think it was this and ferris bueller's day off the parade scene yeah yeah made me like really want to be in front of people performing something Mm -hmm. uh going back and trying to dig deep i think that these are the two things that affected me the most with that but i also appreciate with michael j fox like he they were like do you know how to skateboard he's like oh yeah i know how to skateboard like the other scenes like the more more intense skateboarding scenes um a stunt double had to be brought in and he kind of choreographed a lot of those scenes as well but the guitar scenes he's playing that oh, riff yeah. oh yeah wow. and like you know the rock and roll chuck berry the dun 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 you know yeah. the reaching over with your you, pinky
1: you believe he's playing every note of he
2: is like you can see he's right on the scale he's also like on beat and on rhythm and everything, and like also doing the... I don't know if the slides yeah. and everything go, are... Go, Johnny, go, yeah. go. Le, ne, 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 I don't go. know if those... They seem accurate to me, the, if the he's guy, playing the riff The guy correctly. that's in
1: the pinheads uh, that's playing bass guitar with the long blonde hair yeah. is a famous musician. Um, I, I didn't recognize the name, but he was Marty's guitar coach mm. in this whole movie know. to be like, this is... He taught him how to play every riff.
0: like, this is how you're going to do it, and we're going to run through this, and we're going to r- rehearse this it's thing. super cool. Yeah. He looks like a Almost timid, uh, like Comedy. high school b- bass player. <laughs> yeah, he
1: does. So <laughs> the fact that he looks like he's thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that too. <laughs> they had to put the, the hat and sunglasses on him and like. <laughs> yeah, bro. But um, but yeah, I I totally believe that Michael J. Fox is is playing all this stuff, even in the beginning with the pinheads and all that. He look yeah. it looks very real. I
1: believe he's singing
0: that I, too, which is yeah. weird.
1: Like I I could you could convince me that yeah that was him on the yeah mic. and him. I'd go okay.
0: I, yeah. As a kid, agree. I thought it was
2: him, and, and today you could probably convince me that it was. I um, think
1: Huey Lewis made a very good decision in 1985 to not let Marty McFly's band play the dance, though, because mm. <laughs> you get Marty on stage, and he's like, I got something good going on here. Let's just take it to, to the next level to where people do not like it anymore. <laughs> apparently, apparently, their
0: kids wouldn't have been ready for it. No, no, wouldn't. no because... <laughs> one's ready for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: apparently, the kids were not ready for it because they didn't want him to play the dance but I
0: do appreciate the direct
2: correlation of Chuck Berry and Van Halen riffs. Yeah. Right next to each other. I love that
0: a lot. I think that that's that's genius. So that's that's like music appreciation yeah. 101 yeah. almost is like the watching the progression of like of what Chuck Berry did for music and then goes to like what Van Halen Doing is. Doing the and,
2: fucking tapping and yeah, shit.
0: And how, it, how he blended it in and all together and stuff. It's, it's, it's absolutely genius. The thing that doesn't necessarily blend in well, <laughs> though, uh, when you watch this in HD is is this. <laughs> 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 that, the,
1: that for those listening, the hand, the invisible hand.
0: George! Uh, it's like that hand comes out of like over here.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at a tennis ball that's yeah. like over here but it's supposed to be right here like, oh. somebody
0: else's hand <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. it wasn't it was like though it was like one of my like least favorite things like re-watching this was that hand george ah, 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 <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah ah, and ah, then you gotta go ah, it's Excuse like me. Yes. Love it though. Almost and the, the way he time. comes up
1: uh, on beat. He goes, Yes. He goes, Earth Angel. <laughs> He's just back. He's yeah, back. <laughs> And isn't that kind of cool that he was he was losing the ability to play the guitar because he wasn't knowing how to play right. the guitar. True, because he was fading into into
0: nothingness. That's insane. It's yeah. cool. It's it's great writing. It's just the one one special Come effect. On. I had an issue Come with. He could have done yeah. a little better. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Every time I'm at a concert with, especially AJ, just stand next to him. I'm like. You know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to this. this. <laughs> I say it all the goddamn time. I, I love
1: that. Blues it's- riff. I always go, This is a blues riff and B. Yeah. Watch me for the changes yeah. and try, to keep, try up. to keep up. And anytime we play a song, dude, anytime we play a song live that there's no response to, I'm like, Well, I guess you ain't ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. There's, there's and there's like- always one guy that's like, ha-ha.
2: <laughs> There's the A and the B riff. There's the A and the B riff, which are pretty much the same, and then the turnaround, and that's pretty much a blues riff. You're good.
0: And well, they and they did try to keep up and they, they did well. That's yeah. a good backing band. And again, what a testament to probably what musicians were back then. It wasn't about oh, I can watch some YouTube videos and uh play guitar. No, they were all like really great well, you musicians. To what to do. <laughs> you have to know what to do for him to say it's a blues riff and B. It's like, okay, so we know we know it's gonna be like around. kind of a minor vibe with in, in B and it's like okay, cool. Uh, yeah we'll just watch you for what happens and they did and you're like that's badass because that's exactly the way it would have been
2: Yep, music nerd out so hard
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Love it. laughs> I let's, love it. let's go
1: back to the time travel so Marty meets Doc and after some intense situations they're able to successfully send Marty back to 1985 he tries to save Doc from being shot but is unsuccessful he learns that Doc actually survived because he read Marty's letter and wore a bulletproof vest Doc drops Marty off at home and they use the time machine to head to the future the next morning it's clear that his family improved because of Marty's Interactions in the past. Doc arrives with problems and takes Marty and Jennifer into the future. Beautiful. This whole thing is where I start to have a lot of questions about like paradoxes and time travel. And like they had a great Doc and Marty had. A, uh, we're assuming a, a relationship in the 1985 that they hung out all the time and Doc built this guitar for them, But this week in time really puts their relationship back into like this whole upper echelon of of relationships, like, ah, man, I see it, I see it. like, like, they, they love each other from yeah. this week that they spent in time, and Marty wants to save his life. And so, like, that makes me wonder, like, what what was their relationship before this? Like, how did they, now they're going to have this, like, wow, this bond. Yeah, Doc's going to now want to keep tabs on his family and Marty and make sure things lead to where it needs to lead over the next 30 years, but how did that happen initially?
2: I think that it was always that, but in... In uh, 1980s time, it was more like... Marty was like trying to move on and and like move on to girls. Like he hung out with Doc a lot, probably it seems. Like he helped him out or hung out with him a lot and like helped him out with his experiments and shit. But then also he's like, "I don't I don't think I can come, Doc. I got I'm going to go hang out with Jessica, you know, I'm going to go do this.
1: I got some homework Jennifer. to do." Uh, Jennifer. Which by the way, that's a that's a Freudian Rick and Morty slip right there. <laughs> yeah, I did that <laughs> cuz yes, cuz uh Rick and Morty is back to the future and Jessica is Morty, Morty Marty. I'm yeah. just My throwing bad. it
2: out there. Um But I think it's that. I think it's always been there. But like you go through like sort of a a traumatic experience together or like a a, a life defining thing that you have to figure out together and it, it kind of comes to yep. fruition. And I really appreciate that. It's it's less like a uh fatherly relationship, father son relationship. It's less it's not even that, I don't yeah. think. It's more of a friend, but almost more than a friend but platonic relationship i think it's like it's like a life yeah. mate kind of relationship and i yeah. really really like like that about it
0: absolutely um i i always have a problem with time travel because it's the easiest thing to rabbit hole into and to overthink and to try to make some sort of sense of, and it's like, yeah, you could go back into the past and see your past, but how can you travel into the future and see your future self when you took yourself out of the present to go to the future? And there's this paradox, like you say, that it's just constant, that... The, um that you 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 try to understand but then I think that's the point where you just have to say to yourself just enjoy the story yeah. of what you're what what you're watching right now and just just allow it to be what it is. They
1: do a fantastic job of it yeah. but you can still start going down oh, a yeah. hole and going what the hell. Um again to talk about how perfect this movie is. You know me, I like to like Use stopwatches on things. Uh, so, for instance, there was two scenes I stopwatched. One was the minute that Einstein goes into into the future uh, at the beginning. It's supposed to be a minute, right? I timed it. It was a minute and twenty seconds. Uh-huh. The Sons four of the four minutes the four minutes until the clock lightning strikes the clock tower was five minutes. But I'm I'm okay with it. Like I, I hate when movies are like it's a ten minute countdown. Yeah. uh Oh, and thirty minutes go by. Where these were at least these felt if you didn't time it you could have assumed that this was exact timing on everything yeah. and you know that's really hard to make four minutes be perfect in the yeah. story you want to tell. This but, whole yeah.
2: thing is super yeah. tense, like it's it's Spielberg level tense. Like I watching it, it made me think of Spielberg and and the best of Spielberg and the best of Zemeckis, like that colla- collaboration and Goonies and stuff like that. It's just pure. Suspense, yeah, and pure, but like suspense in like the fun way, you know. Where like you know things are gonna probably work out, but also you can't help but get affected by the tension that's been building. Absolutely, because like this gets unplugged and then he plugs that in, but that gets unplugged. You've had that happen before in your life, you know. Yeah. Like you're plugging this in and then the
0: extension cord gets unplugged. It's just on steroids, in <laughs> yeah. This, in this instance, it's you really
2: know? fucking, and then you're on a time limit. Yeah, you it's know, like we it's only have fun. so much
0: time, and I want to be able to tell this. like say this thing I need to get this information out but I have to I have to leave I've got you know like all that it is it's it's really really exciting in the end of all this Um, and uh, I it's it's again the timing of this it has to be so perfect and it's not perfect at all in the end too uh, but they still make it work um,
2: well, they leave you hanging. Like, they it's, definitely leave you hanging. They leave you hanging for a little while, at least. You know, like it's 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 a resolve, but the, there's also the question in the back of your mind, which is just so
1: such good fucking writing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> here's here's a little uh, perfect. of, You know, we hate when continuity areas happen. And it's like, well, fuck, they didn't think about that when Marty when Marty arrives back in 1985 and he runs over. Uh, actually, before before his car comes through, you see now that a helicopter flies over the courthouse. Buck Flowers mm. is
2: there as a homeless guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: right. Uh, his name is—he calls him Red. By the way, I'm like, was that the mayor? That mayor Red Wilson? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Uh, but the helicopter flies over the courthouse, and there is a missing piece of the ledge where yes. Doc slipped. Oh yes. wow! And broke the ledge up there.
0: Yeah, I, I I remember seeing that too. I looked for this the last time that I did it because I was like, wait a second, wait a second is it still Did there it? and it's still there in number two yeah. by the way awesome yes so yeah and i
1: i feel like the i feel like doc would have had some questions to be asked because remember the cop comes by and's like what are you doing here it's like oh a very sophisticated weather experiment so the cop knows about this Just so happens that Doc was messing around with wires that were attached to the clock tower and then lightning strikes it. Don't you think the (laughs) cops are going to come around and start asking and be like, dude, weren't you like doing some weather experiment? I don't think any crimes happened back in the 1950s. No. And it actually looked like maybe Doc goes, of course I have a permit. And it looks like he's pulling out his wallet. Is he bribing that cop? I think he's like bribing the cop. Oh.
0: Because he like, he opens it up like like the cash compartment of his and maybe you can you can keep other things other than cash in there. But he definitely opens it up and he's like let's see it's around here somewhere, you know. <laughs> I I I thought the same thing. Like is he bribing that cop? Very well could have been. I but like it. you're right. It's like how do how do they back then they're only going to think, well Doc Brown caused the lightning strike because he attached more electric uh, conductivity things to the That clock could have been tower. interesting, <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. You're right. It's uh, but when he goes back, why does he only give himself ten minutes? I got a time machine. I got, got all, time time I want. all the time all the time, all the time, all the time. You and said it yourself. You said ten minutes. Did you did you not think about how long it takes you to go from like the the porn theater to? And remember, remember the last <laughs> the time mall? you went back
1: in time, the yeah. DeLorean died.
0: Yeah, remember, remember like remember it wouldn't one? really drive anymore, yeah. so you
1: really he had to run where yeah. he wanted to go. Super weird. Did you hear the theory? The dark, dark Rick and Morty type theory. Of um so, so, second, think about it this way, the past has been altered, so now Marty's parents are in a better place, and they have better personalities and they, and we're assuming that this will transform into Marty becoming a different person, mm-hmm. right. having a different personality moving forward, so there's a theory that Doc knows this, and he now knows this now, doc knows there's going to be there was two different things happening here, and he we think that the Marty in now the new reformed Marty is actually kind of a shithead and not that great of a Marty. Mm. And that there's a thought that when Marty comes back to time and watches that other DeLorean go into the past, that doc actually was sending that DeLorean and Marty to be, to be killed. Wow. To, to not take new shithead Marty into the past to then maybe possibly ruin what they had already done because now now Marty's going to the past and he's a different Marty to try to keep, put, keep his parents together. So and he's they a more humble Marty at that point is what you're or, saying. I don't know. Or he's just a, he's not as good of a Marty because he's got everything handed to him his okay. whole life. We're just saying that this Marty's different, and the theory is that Doc doesn't want a different Marty to go back in time, so he actually is killing this Marty. He's sending him ah. somewhere to where the DeLorean will never get back or that he they're like – Going into infinite space and burning up and blowing oh, up somewhere. Oh, I see. So that the only Marty left now is this same Marty, this new kind of this, reformed Marty, this that we Marty have. that has come back in time from the
0: fifties. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Wow, it's kind Whoa. of fucked up to think about. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So that Marty's different. That Marty is different. <clears throat> okay. Because he does
2: see himself and he does see himself take off. Yeah. And so that Marty is going to be. We're killed. thinking
0: that
1: they're gonna because then there then there'd be two Marty's back in the fifties. Right. Because
0: if he goes, yeah, that's right, and see, there again becomes the new see, another that's, paradox. That's what I was thinking. That's it what it's like, like.
2: Because like if he, if if
1: time can, it's it's so. I fucked know. Up. It, yeah, we could do a whole other. So we can we up. can talk more about this on the Patreon episode. Uh, I think, but there's there's like some crazy thoughts too. There's another thought that that his parents like. Okay, I asked my mom and dad this. I said, I said, if you had met forty year old me when you back in the fifties would you know that it was me like would you then have me as a kid and be like wait a minute wait a second and they're both like no like they knew they knew marty for one week right and and like you can't remember that and then you can't go Oh, there's no photo I was evidence. Just say, there's no right, photos. Right. There's none of that
0: stuff. Did they see a picture? Did they take a picture of him? Did anything like this ever There's Definitely happen? not a yearly photo any, of
2: him at all. Any
0: evidence that could have happened or something like that 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 shows or as a reminder of what he looks yeah. like. And honestly, the only person who would really actually remember what he looks like is Biff. And that oh, is it. Because I got Biff you. is Biff is Biff's life is turned upside down yes. by this person. And one but, thing that will drive it is definitely that.
1: But did did Marty actually turn Biff's life around for the better? Look at shitty old Biff from the beginning of the movie. He's not. He looks terrible. He's drunk driving. He does not look great. He's just like a guy at an office. Yeah, new Biff. New Biff. He's pretty. Happy. He owns his own business. That's right. So are we are we happy with this? Are we glad that Marty came into his life? It's a good As point. Biff
0: Technically Biff Biff is better for it now. He looks healthier. He does. He uh, seems pretty happy. You know, he he seems pretty happy. He's got his like you say he's got his own business. He's got he's got <clears throat> what appears to be kind of a kind of a friend and now George yeah at this point I mean he's he is waxing his car He's he calls him Mr Mcfly but two quotes waxing. Like, now, uh, uh, now Biff now <laughs> biff don't con me I, I, I just, <laughs> Biff. oh he's a kid well,
1: they do think that maybe the only person that would know who Marty was is actually George because George oh. George would have then a couple you know like as time went on he would have heard he's a science fiction nerd he would have seen Star Wars. He have seen Star Trek, and he would have been like, "I've heard those names before." Darth Vader, Darth Vader, and like I feel like George is smart enough to like maybe put this together, and that maybe George knows, because George kind of gives him a look, like the whole like maybe George bought him this truck, and like in a thankful way, especially maybe George is saying is saying like, "I know, I love you." Especially as like as he's like caressing yes. Lorraine,
2: as he's watching him and. In- and Jennifer. Jennifer. And he's Not basically Jessica. saying,
1: I, I'm going to give this kid what he wants because yeah. he gave me what I want. He put the things together over the last 30 years. Be like, my son well, went back in time. Maybe Doc told him. There's yeah. also a fan theory speaking oh, Wait, hold him. on. Maybe, oh, sorry, keep sorry. That. Maybe Doc told him and was like, dude. Don't move from your current house because Marty's going to come home and he's going to assume that you still live in the same house. Don't don't like. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe
0: Doc played into it. Maybe a little Doc's bit like, dude, we changed yeah, the past. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're a smart guy, science fiction he, guy. You need to know about this. He
0: did some, or or he even did it a little bit behind the scenes with George. Yeah. to kind of like breadcrumb him into okay. falling Figuring down a certain path. Yeah, right. Like match,
1: and then maybe that's what his book's about. Match made in heaven, or space.
0: If you look at if you look at the cover of the book, it has a a boy and a girl and a an alien that That looks looks, like Marty when he was dressed up in the suit, and in between them, bringing them together. And there you go, a match made in space.
2: Have you guys heard that maybe Biff knows about this secretly? There's a fan theory out there that Way. Biff is secretly on to Marty being a time traveler. And so he gets all these clues while he has his interactions with him. He wasn't there during the Johnny B. Good cover or the Johnny B. Good performance. Right. He wasn't there, but we can assume that people talked about it maybe a little bit, you know, and he was told about it. And then a few years later, Johnny B. Good or Chuck Berry comes out with Johnny B. Goode. Mm-hmm. Um, the skateboard wasn't invented yet. And so he he like takes off the the scooter pretty much with t- those weren't invented yet I don't think either but he takes off the scooter makes it as a sh- makeshift skateboard right and he's skateboarding through the town and getting away from Biff and also he kind of like so he installs himself into this family into the McFly McFly family to get closer to them and. Then eventually, because he has this theory, he has this theory that like, they're involved somehow. Okay. And so eventually they have a child who looks a lot like Calvin Klein yeah. that he knew back in the day. And so he kind of follows Marty, Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. into the second movie. I and, see. and that's that's where the second movie comes from, is where he knows he's a time traveler and knows about the the, the, the sports almanac.
0: I see. I
1: actually would have... Had I not, I, I found a podcast today when I was driving home that was, uh, it's like a Back to the Future podcast. Of course. Uh, yeah, and I, I only, I just found out about it. So I found one, it's like, <laughs> four fan. This guy was analyzing some YouTube video that was talking about four fan theories that must be true. It's probably the one I and got. And that was that, one of that them. That exact one. But, but I would have, I would have agreed, I would have been like, dude, that's a great theory. But then when this guy then analyzes it, it's like, no, fuck that. It's the, he he says the same thing that we all just said about his parents. Biff's not going to, you're not, Biff is not going to know what Johnny B. Good is from the description of people. And like, this was one week in time, you know, like think about 30 years ago. Like you guys just turned, uh, whatever, go, Fifteen years ago, and try to remember like one experience you had with one person over the course of a week or something like that that you never saw again. Like that's hard. That's hard to think that that Biff would have like put like put all that together and remembered all that.
2: If I was obsessed with something fifteen years ago, I probably wouldn't be obsessed with it today. Yeah, you know? right. And, like you know, I don't know if it had to do with music. Biff wasn't into music. No, he didn't give. A I'm shit. I'm super into music, so I probably would have remembered a thing like that. You know, what, so, like <laughs> you, you
1: have to hear this new sound. What was that yeah. conversation like? Biff, were you at the dance? Did you hear that song that Calvin Clyde played? Like, fuck no. Can you explain it? Well, it was like. It was, like, loud and fast. He's like,
2: okay. I don't care. I'm going to beat this motherfucker Calvin Klein. <laughs> yes. That's all he's yeah. saying about. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah.
0: all I care about. He caused 300 bucks damage to my car. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take it out of his ass. <laughs> I'm going to take it out of his ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, look, love- this movie probably has the most fan theories. Oh, though. absolutely. And
0: you can you can give validity to every one of them. Yeah, I go, think they're all I
2: think they're super fun to think about every single one of them.
0: If you go into it and just... Want to break it down with your buddies? You can you Fug, can kill yes. an, a, a whole evening. Just we'll do it on the Patreon breaking episode. it on down. Right? I can't wait. <laughs> Let's do it. So. What
1: do you think? Is that it? Have we stripped away all the nostalgia? Think that's it. Looked so. at this movie with a modern eye. We have to give it our current day rating. A day. What do you think? Uh,
0: it's it's still incredibly rewatchable. I, I don't think I ever got bored with it. Um, even in rewatching for our research and everything. Although it's not my personal favorite of the trilogy and everything, that being said, I still think it's probably the best one, um, like objectively. I love being able to debate this stuff like, you know, with like you guys and talk about like all the fan theories. And it, it just opens up this endless amount of like conversation possibility. And and uh, and all the all the information behind it is super interesting. And I, I think it's some of the smartest writing and it's absolutely an iconic movie. Um, I do think that uh, the original Back to the Future is a 9.6.
1: Wow. 9.6 from AJ. Sean, what do you got, man? I agree with everything
2: AJ said. Uh, I hate that he has to go first because everything he says he articulates way better. Than
1: he's, a, he's a nice young man.
2: <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, no, I definitely agree. It, it is such a great script and there is it's two hours long. We always say this on the podcast where it's like you if you're going to be two hours long you cannot be boring even for a minute. Yep. This movie is not that at all. Uh, super entertaining from start to finish. All the acting is incredible. The... Even the research that goes into this rewatch affects me a little bit. Knowing how this got made is super um, inspiring. Really, like the recasting, recasting your main character. This movie should not have worked. No, right. at all. Man, this is it's just it's it's Back to the Future, dude. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? It's eight it point eight point five for me.
1: Eight point five for Sean. I I love this movie. I really do think I've seen it the most. I think it holds up more than probably any movie that we'll ever do on this podcast. I'm not prepared to give it a 10. Uh, I do like to give a little space there because we will get into there. I am starting to think about maybe what other movies I might think are better than this, and there might be some out there. I just don't know yet. So I'm, I got to give it a little bit of room, but as far as the movies we have done... This is the best movie we have done mm. on this podcast. I'm a 9.6 as well. Mm. Uh, our executive producer, Bud Larson, said, this was a family watch for me. We own the trilogy. I've seen all three movies, played the video game, which is terrible, by the way, mm. on NES. <laughs> my, my wife and I had seen it, but my 8-year-old had never seen it. I remember Marty going to Twin Pines Mall in the beginning of the movie, then at the end, it, be, it being named Lone Pine because he ran over one of the pines back when he left the barn in 55. I remember thinking driving 88 miles per hour would have automatically taken me back in time. I do remember thinking that. (laughs) If that was the case, I'd go back in time every day going to work. Some of the funniest parts for us was when he was in the hazmat suit in the barn and in his dad's bedroom, and they thought he was an extraterrestrial. Kind of funny that Doc did a test on his pet first to see if it would work. I never really understood why Marty, a high school age kid, hangs out with this old scientist. Was he a family friend? Did people really write their name on their underwear? A different time, I guess. This movie was very easy for my kid to understand and comprehend. It was a fun family night watching the movie we would definitely watch this again. Um, most Punchable Face would have to be Biff. My wife's pick was Principal Strickland. Nice. It's a good one. My son and I agree our prop would have to be the DeLorean. That's too easy, you okay? To. But you, you got, got to, to have to. it. My wife said Marty's Purple Underwear. <laughs> uh, my modern day rating would be a nine. So that takes us to a 9.18. If you look at every movie we have done, that is not number one. Uh, we got Daisy Infused at a 9.5, uh, Breakfast Club at a 9.26, and then Back to the Future at a wow. 9.18, nice. followed by Terminator 2 at 9.16. Where's so. Goonies,
2: Goonies like? Uh,
1: Goonies is number seven, 8.66.
2: Really? Okay. By the way,
1: everybody out there, you can go to our brand new website, Confused Breakfast, and you can see all these ratings. Our individual ratings, our group ratings. We figured by now it's time to nice and and check out a reference and go see all that stuff. So we have done it. Uh, We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for being here on our longest episode. We knew it was going to be that way. (laughs) A bunch of great movies coming up next Wednesday. We are doing Aliens. James Cameron's Aliens. Plural. So check out the sequel To aliens, we just gotta make sure we say that right. Very clear here. (laughs) Wait a minute, (laughs) and then we were following this up by a movie chosen directly by our Patreon members. Hook. We are finally getting to Hook. Good job, guys. And we know we know we haven't done as much scary stuff this season. It was so hard to pass up the fact of releasing this episode on Back to the Future, present day. Um, so if you want to go back this time last year, Ernest Scared Stupid is an awesome episode. <laughs> Check it out. Halloween-based, you're going <laughs> to love that. And don't forget, we have a voicemail. Call 319-804-9596. 96. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. This is Brandon Shelton. Loving the podcast. Been listening to it since Home Alone.
2: I cannot wait until Back to the Future that is my favorite movie. Every time you mention it, I get a little bit of a chill. Me I'm too. like, oh, it's coming. I request more bad movies. Okay. There's something about listening to you guys, slightly in pain, having to talk about bad movies, it warms my heart. And I, I request <laughs> Super Mario Brothers oh, from 1993, starring Bob, who framed Roger Rabbit Hoskins,
1: Yeah, man. and John the Pest Leguzama. <laughs> yep. Keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. You're awesome. I had to I had to play that uh, that voicemail on this one because we're we're assuming <laughs> you've made it this far. Yeah, and you. Hopefully, we did it justice. Like I think we could probably uh, do a whole another episode on this and talk about stuff we we have been
2: to. teasing Super Mario Brothers for yeah. way too long now in just our personal conversations and everything, and with the new one
0: coming out. Maybe it is time. It might be time. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Five Stars, anywhere else. Confused Breakfast, search for us on social media. And of course, ConfusedBreakfast.com go there and get our shirts, some mugs, some
1: hats, get some koozies, I think. Get our merch and put our names on your bodies. I don't care. You know you know people that love this episode. Share it to them. Hit the little share icon. Go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast to join us. Directly support you get to vote on upcoming movies. You got 90 hours of backlog bonus audio now. You've got a private Discord service. Those are the best ways to support us. Also, go buy stuff from our sponsors. That is number one. And this podcast is uh, produced by our buddies, LA LAS Media Group here in Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah. Go check out them, LASmediagroup.com for more. We are grateful for them, and we are going to go away. Back in time. Don't even play it. Just play us doing it. That's Back in time. Back in time.